There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new Bubbly Burst. Hi, I'm Matt. And I'm Bowen. And we want to introduce you to the new cantina menu at Taco Bell. Ooh. It's an all-new chicken menu with fresh new ingredients. Great as a lunchtime option. Taste for yourself. The slow-roasted chicken. Mm. Pico de gallo. Purple cabbage. And new avocado verde salsa sauce. Okay. With new menu options like cantina chicken tacos, burrito, and quesadilla, there's something for everyone. With this new cantina chicken menu, the possibilities are endless. Try the new cantina Tina chicken menu at Taco Bell. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. Hi, I'm Bowen from Las Culturistas. And I'm Matt from Las Culturistas. Are you a small business owner or even someone who dreams of entrepreneurship? Then check out season two of Mind the Business, small business success stories from iHeart Podcasts and Intuit QuickBooks. Join hosts Austin Hankwitz and Janice Torres as they interview entrepreneurs sharing insights around starting and nurturing a small business. You won't want to miss these inspiring stories of entrepreneurship and discovering ways to business differently so you can too. Check out season two of Mind the Business, small business success stories from iHeart Podcasts and Intuit QuickBooks. Look, man. Where? Oh, I see. Wow. Oh, and look over there. Wow, is that oh, culture? Uh, yes. Oh, my goodness. Oh, wow. Yeah. Las Culturistas. Ding dong. Las, Las Culturistas calling. calling. And you know that there's gay culture happening all around us. I would say that this is a big week for yeah, gay cis male culture. Now we're gonna, let, let's expand, let's open the umbrella. It's queer culture. Uh, okay, uh, you know what? Are you trying to drag me for saying I'm gay not, and not queer? No. I'm so tired. No, that's it's not corona. what I'm doing. No, no, this is not me coming. You actually you. came for me seconds into the I pod. was examining, I was examining like, who is this song for? Because you know what? Because, no, this oh, is fucked here up. Here we go. We all, hear- this roller coaster has begun. You want to listen to something? Yeah, I want to listen. Yeah. I have not seen a single straight person care about Rain On Me. A single hetero woman, man, in between. I cannot. They have not. No one cares about this except the gay men in my life. I have to break news to you. Okay. (laughs) I brought this to straight woman, Greta Teitelman, and and also straight woman, Blair Saki. And I saw them in a social distancing capacity just the other night. Mm -hmm. And I said to them, rain on me, what are the thoughts? What are the feelings? And they they said, we "We love it. It absolutely slams. It it absolutely is a bop. And they said they've been streaming it. Absolutely. And they said they've been streaming it. Okay? So what I'm saying is I actually think that this is bigger in the general sense than we think. I think that us queers, you know, we defeat ourselves when it comes to this music because I think that as we all see... I wasn't uh, cover me in myself. daisies, daisies, daisies is not necessarily number one, even though it's one of the greatest songs I've ever heard of my life. Thank you, you Katie. You think Daisies by Katy Perry, the new 
true flop single. <laughs> it's not a flop. <laughs> I not to me in my absolute heart. Absolute flop. I mean, what happened there? She really like came back with a f- with a vengeance with never really over. And then like even um, I mean, talk, talk about something the straights didn't care about. The straights didn't help us at all with never really over. And that was a bop in a three quarters. Small talk and then Harley's in Hawaii. Solid follow ups and then nothing. She really dropped the ball after. It's that. insane the disrespect that Katy Perry has shown. And it's You're actually right. real culture number seven. It's, it's insane, insane the, the disrespect that, that Katy Perry has shown. Because Cover Me in Daisies, Daisies, Daisies is a is a really good song. And I like when Katie does a mid-tempo moment. Yes. We love when Katie does a mid-tempo moment. He put it on me, I put it on, like there was nothing wrong. Remember when I first thought that song was about <laughs> unprotected sex? But yes, I, this is famously a Bo and no, Yang that's mistake. that's mid-tempo to me. Mid-tempo to me. No, that's that bad. is a ballad. And this was a famous mistake that Bo and Yang made, and he rarely makes them, and so it, it's their that's landmark so when they happen. He said to me, he put it in me, I put it on. Like there was nothing wrong. It didn't fit. It, it wasn't, wasn't right. right. And I was like, wasn't and he, and he said, it, that song is about sex. And I was like, no, it's about a wedding ring. You absolute fool who I should be know. put in prison or jail I know. immediately. I know. Incarcerated. I struggled um, in English classes in high school. And I, I think that's oh, kind of the go. connection there. Um, but, English is famously Bowen Yang's third language, despite his absolute mastery of it. We should say, no. Bowen Yang is an absolute mastery of the English language. And that's actually real culture number 22. Bowen Yang, Yang has an ma- absolute mastery of the, of the English, English language. language. I think I'm Just couldn't change. do those Katy Perry lyrics. Couldn't I'm decode them. No, of course. I, I'm going to change things up. Like, I'm clocking myself, really using, like, disgu- my my word choice is abhorrent. And there you go. I used a word that, like, I... That's fine to use the word abhorrent. I know I'm, what that is. Here's You want to know the tea? I'm reading some books right now where, like, the authors are really trying to, like, flex on their vocab. And I'm like, oh, wait, I hate this. And I know that I do this all the time. And I actually... There's a little seed of self-loathing in there where I'm like, I don't like this part of myself, this quality of myself. You know when it's like the reason you hate someone um, is because like like the reasons you hate someone are reflective of the things that you hope other people don't see in you. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. Okay, this is going deep. But this is this is my whole relationship with like verbosity. Ugh, I hate it. I hate it. Yeah, but it's it's fine to say verbosity. We all know what that is. It's when you say things like jejun, where I'm like, see, jejun. Cathected. I can't do anything. Cathexis. I know, you can't do anything with that. I can't do nothing with this jejun. I know. I can't do anything with this cathexis. Yeah. As much as I want to. There's nothing I want more for myself and my life and my future Mm. than to wake up in the morning and say, Today, I'm actually going to step out into the world and probably what will happen is I use the word cathexis in a sentence. Confidently. And with the knowledge of the word. I don't have that thought in the morning, though. I'm sorry, it just happens. Well, it's because it comes naturally to you, hon. Well, anyway, um, the other bit of sort of gay culture is the Carly Rae Jepsen B-Sides album. I mean, Flop. God, no. Flopsity USA. God bless her Flopsity for releasing USA, it. USA, the world. The day before this Gaga single, like, she knew what she had to do. And she did not execute that. That one. No, this is the thing. This is the thing about Carly Rae Jepsen. She is not someone who is like cathected to eras, to like new looks, to like, she's not going to like go off on social media and like rant about 
feminism, like other other girls out there that did this week. Like she is just like, here's a bunch of songs. Okay, subtly calling out Lana. Carly Rae Jepsen, this, this is what Carly Rae Jepsen does. She comes along every few years. She goes, here's a batch of songs. Hope you like them. Dance. I love you. Bye. And she disappears. And it's just, there's no like self-serving purpose in it. It's just for her fans. It's a little love letter every time, and you have to love that. Well, you also have to expect some quality, and on this one, there's nary a hook. I That's think we have Fake Mona Lisa true. is a good song, and then, <laughs> unfortunately, it actually got rained all over you would even say on mm. by Rain On Me by actually two amazing singers and their names are Lady Gaga and Ariana Grande. And you should mm -hmm. know their names. I and I that. think that here's the ranking of all the songs that have come out. Rain On Me, number one. Okay. Daisies Ooh. by Miss Katy Perry, number two. Okay. The re-release of Glitter. Yes. You can't forget that Mariah re-released Glitter on Spotify. You're going to rank that not on after, Spotify. You're going to rank that after Daisies by Katy Perry? Daisies you is fool. one of the greatest songs of, in modern history. <laughs> Daisies is, is headed to the Grammys. Daisy's is finally going to win Katy Perry that Grammy, which she lacks. Oh, I can't wait for the Grammy. I'm being like... facetious, you guys. Although I do like Daisy's, and, and I found myself listening to it six or seven straight times on a car ride home. Ooh. Um, I can't wait for the 25% capacity Staples Center Grammys in 2021. Ooh, baby. I can't wait for that. It hurts me to hear. I'm, I mean, it's true. It's what's going to happen. We need we need it to happen that way, Matt. Or they'll do it outdoors yeah. in, in February in, in LA. I'd, li I'd like to see that. You know, um, I, I would like to see something happen. And you know who actually reminds me of a full stadium? Our guest. Now, why do yes. you say that? Why does she remind you of a stadium? <laughs> she reminds me of a full stadium because she has the energy. She could play arenas. The, she could sell out arenas. She shows. could actually sell out arenas. Well, let me tell you something. After after people see the new gig... Oh, girl. Let me, well, I'll, let's just say this. The socials are certainly going to jump. The socials are going to jump. I, well, and that's why we do this. That's we, need why we, do. we need to prepare this young girl because the socials are about to jump. The Diana Silvers hive is going to come for this party. Actually, I have to say Queen. Diana Silvers? Yes. Queen. And I really worshipped her in Booksmart. Yes. And I worshipped her in Booksmart. And I worshipped her in Ma. Don't forget Ma. She was in Ma. I actually did not see Ma because I'm famously... Very afraid of that. No, it's really great. Just smoke up, smoke a bowl, and then watch Ma at home. It's Girl, perfect. That's what that's what I did before the hunt. I smoked a bowl before the hunt, and then I almost threw up three minutes in because <laughs> oh I got so God. scared. I, I I told Betty I watched it from the kitchen. From the kitchen, Jared was sitting in the living room watching it, and I was in the kitchen like ducking behind the cereals, like trying to look. Like it now, was where so were scary you? to me. Yeah, it was. But where were you during the kitchen fight scene? Spoiler alert: There's a kitchen fight scene. Were you still? In the I kitchen? actually had sat down in front of the television for that because that was gay culture at that point. I had that, to sit for the gay culture. Oh, it's so good. That's such a good front fight runner scene. for title of ep. You sit for gay sit culture. The, <laughs> um, and let's let's just, let's just say that flat out. And I think what we should actually do at this time is we should probably bring in the guest because the guest is about to truly pop off, and we knew we had to scoop her, and she's a return guest. She's a return guest. She had done Popped Off before. I well, mean, sure, Popped Off, but not in A-list, sort of look-over-your-shoulder-at-a-bunch-of-cameramen sort of way, where I, when the Oscars are, when the, or when the Emmys are held again in you know, 20, 2029, uh, Oscars, Emmys, we're going to be seeing this young girl on the red carpets uh, and they're going to be saying, Tawny, Tawny. I can't wait for this young girl to be on the red carpets. And for, I'm going to be, I'm going to be a pop. And I'm going to, I'm going to say a little paparazzi, paparazzo and, and go, Trondy, 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 Newman. Trondy, Trondy, Trondy. 
Wow, Trondy. actually, maybe that is the front runner for title of that. Trondy, 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 Trondy Newman. Trondy. That's that's her Instagram handle. I I, I see it at and it makes Trondy me Trondy Newman at Trondy at, Newman. Don't I'm forget sorry. The at. It's actually don't Real forget. Culture. Real Culture number three. Don't don't forget, forget the, the at. at. But the, I see the handle and I smile. My zygomatic muscles engage. I smile. And we're back to the vocab. We're back to verbosity. But I smile when I think of A, the handle, B, this person. She's a star. Okay, here, let's go through the credits. We, we have to get through the credits. Go on! Okay, okay. Um, wow, an, an icon, co-host of Yo, Is This Racist? A sister pod of ours, if you could say. Friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. She co-hosts with the truly, truly, truly perfect Andrew T. Truly perfect comrade Andrew T. Well, and let's just say a competitor on game show. He lost. A competitor. Mm. Deep, he deeply lost. Yes. But but actually, he was joined by the woman who gets it, who was our guest. Who was our It's perfect. It's a this perfect episode. This is a plug for game show. This is a plug for game show. A bajillion dollar properties. She's mm-hmm. a, a musician. She's a pop star herself. That's why I said she would sell out arenas. Touring. Young girl Touring. who tours. Young girl who tours. And now... There's been a new gig. Yes. And it's called Space Force, and it's the new Netflix comedy show that actually stars Steve Carell, if you can believe that one. Actually stars John Malkovich? I think that's how you say his name. Have you ever heard the name Lisa Kudrow? Well, if you haven't heard it, that's crazy. And oh. second of all, she also stars in it as well. And also stars Miss Diana. Miss Diana, Miss Ben Schwartz, Miss Jimmy O'Yang. Can I say Ben Schwartz is like kind of hot to me? Okay, let's unpack this later. Let's unpack right. this later. But I'm so excited our guest is here. She's a true icon. And I, I was her. gagged when I saw how big the role is. And I actually have questions about the role because I have I have uh, some theories about the role. Oh, okay. Ooh. Let's let's dig into these theories. Everyone, welcome into your ears. Tony <laughs> Newsom! Truly, truly the most gracious, beautiful intro I could have asked for. You guys really warmed <laughs> That's my That's how heart. we do. I, I know, but it was just, I know, but we, we know each other. And it was just really, it was very sweet. <laughs> I'll Thank never you. forget it's when you came out Vancouver. of that cab in Vancouver and we said, Tawny! 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 What Again, a, I, you I brightened a bleak moment. week for me. You took me out. I got way too drunk. We talked trash about every living person in Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, and, and we actually scalded hot. And we were safe because we were in Vancouver, famously not really an industry city. Sorry to Vancouver. Oh. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Actually, famously uh-huh. an industry city. A lot actually, of stuff yeah, I'm, I'm actually wrong about that. A ton of things shoot there. In fact, we were all there doing entertainment industry-related we things. We were all filming different things. Yeah, it was wild. Uh, I'm no, a, but, uh, I'm L M A O Fing. That was a, I will I will never forget that moment because it truly like it felt like it was out of like a, a Hemingway book. Like we just ran into each other on the streets and then like got drunk at a bar together and talked into the night. And we didn't even have like a real plan. Like because I was going in and you guys were leaving and we were kind of like, well, let's see each other later. Duh, we're, we're going to a bar. Yes. And then the yeah. fact that it actually happened, I feel like in LA, I would mm. see you then in 2024. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the fact that we were in like a sort of lowly attended city. Not a lot of industry things happening okay, there. Like, shitting dragging on Vancouver. <laughs> that bar we went to was so cute. You were though. there for JFL. I know, truly. Yeah, we were there for JFL. <laughs> um, wait, that was the, such a cute place that you went to. And I love to sit at a cute place and drink a craft cocktail. I'll say that. Oh, yeah. Me too. Especially now. That's a cool thing to say. Remember, mm-hmm. um, Matt, I texted you maybe one and one half years later, <laughs> being this spring, to say, hey, I'm in Vancouver again. I'm very alone. I've been here almost 20 days. Do you remember the name of that bar? 
And you were like, girl, no. <laughs> Can you imagine? I literally, I, I almost thought of asking you if you remembered, but I don't remember the name of a single place I even got. Like, even restaurants in LA. I'm like, mm. I love that place. Forget it immediately. What is it with these people who are like, into like who can speak in locations like i've never been good at that either i don't know places people like what do you recommend i'm like i can't i have to be i have to look at a map that i can zoom in and out of with my two fingers i bet tawny knows restaurants tawny must know i I write them down but Mm. i wouldn't sometimes i remember like if it really left an impression but generally i I keep a little notes app of different cities you know so that when my friends come to me i can be a know-it-all and be like oh you have to try the sunset at whatever and i can be a (gasps) man that way yeah you have to try the sunset you have to try the sunset i am so (laughs) bad like my parents were my parents were coming to los angeles and i had i had lived here for months and i had i had no idea where to take them and luckily jared my boyfriend like is one of those people that's like i know the names of restaurants i know that i know the names of activities yeah, it's just not a part of my brain. Well, good for Jared. I want to say, wait, where did you guys shoot Space Force? Because I love that it's supposed to be Colorado, but it, there's too many deciduous trees. There needs to be more pine. Wow. <laughs> Already dragging the program. I'm dragging Space Force. <laughs> Perfect show. We did shoot it in um, Southern California, but oh. it's funny. I look at that shit, too, because I'm very into nature. And so I'm like, I know for a fact there's no Joshua trees outside of Southern California, <laughs> but... I don't think a lot of people know that. Watch now the comments are going to be filled with filled with people being like, I knew, but isn't <laughs> yeah. that just like Hollywood movie magic? Everything's yeah. filmed here and we say like, this is France. And you're like, no, bitch, that's Barstow. No, I get it. I, <laughs> yes. I th- This was a moment for me as a, as a Coloradan where I was like, oh, I can actually like see if there are any indicators of the location and the fact that there aren't i'm like okay now i'm gonna jump on this and be like this is this is definitely like in some out exterior location in southern and socal yeah i just i this this was my one opportunity to be like that's not colorado um because nothing ever nothing ever takes place there and you pounced on me and um, I i did lay down and take it because you are right i mean ultimately ultimately what could you have said I know. Truly, like what? Get defensive about some shit that's a lie? It's 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 it just it wasn't shot in Denver, Colorado. It, was, it, it would have been embarrassing for both of us because I would have been like I would have had to like coddle you into like being like uh, like being okay with you just okay. Well, you're my guest. Right. I'm so sorry. Yeah, yeah no. Yeah, you would have then had to take care of my erroneous feelings because my feelings weren't would not be welcome in that no. instance because they were wrong. Also, the town itself is fake, right? There's mm. no wild horse. I don't Colorado. think there's a wild horse. I don't think that. I think wild horse sounds like the most made up name I've ever heard <laughs> take that like, Greg Daniels. In fact, it sounds explicitly like an improv <laughs> name wild horses Miss Greg Daniels don't know shit about yeah, Colorado he, he can't name a town not good <laughs> um, he can't that's actually a rule of culture number 34 Greg Daniels, Daniels he can't, he name, can't a name a town, town not, not good, good. Girl, your part is big. In it's this. so good. You're so good in it. It is big. Yeah, I had a friend confused about why my name came earlier in the credits than some <gasps> of the other more famous people in the show. This is an, a non-industry friend, sure, so he was sure. like, "Hey, girl, how come in the trailer <laughs> they mentioned you before Lisa Kudrow and Jane Lynch?" And I was like, "Very fair question." <laughs> <laughs> but to be real, like I like I was watching it and I'm like, "Oh, this is like a tawny vehicle." She's on the damn billboard. No, no, no. I mean, there's, there's, I guess technically like there's five or six of us that are like the main, main cast, but there's so many recurring guests, Mm -hmm. literally of like varying levels of fame that I think it's just going to feel like 
a, a firework, like a firecracker has gone off and every <laughs> spark is a star. <laughs> Very that. I mean, there's like scenes where they even like they'll just like cut to a huge guest star and they'll be in it for like four seconds. And I'll be like, oh, that was a that was a scene with Jane Lynch where she spoke twice. And it was Jane Lynch. Yeah. <laughs> Thankfully, she speaks twice a lot of times throughout the season. Yes, I guess. Yeah, it is. It is wild how it's like. Yeah, I mean, there's huge people in there. I guess because everybody wants to work with Greg. I think very much that, and also Steve Carell. And I actually have to say, I have a theory. <gasps> What's the theory? Yeah, let's let's talk about the theory. Are you a love interest for Steve Carell? No. Oh, wait. Okay. Why, why do you not- why do you clutch your pearls so? That is so funny to me. No one's ever, I don't think anyone's ever thought that. I don't know what I people thought think, that but no one's asked me that. Uh-huh. Well, because we've seen the first three episodes. You've gotten a little sneak peek. Yeah, and, thank you, and thank you for how, because Netflix said, on behalf of Tawny Newsom, here is the episodes. And so thank you for that. I was very excited for that gift. The, look, they said, who do you want to send this to? And I was just like, I, I don't know. Everyone's stuck at home. Send it to everyone. Send it what to are you all. asking me? <laughs> Thank you for including us in everyone. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> but literally, I, I think I only sent it to queer people and black women. <laughs> well, who cares about everyone else? Everyone else doesn't even know rain on me. So allegedly. So basically, here's here's the thing. The show is super good and funny. And you have a very big part. And the reason why I thought you were the love interest. Well, I don't want to give too much away. Explain it to us. Now that I'm now that I'm saying this. So I'll explain this to you guys. Look, you can't get in trouble. I can get in trouble for getting stuff away, but what are they going to do? I mean, they did explicitly say in the email, don't give away this one thing, and I'm scared <laughs> of giving it away. Oh, so you're going to listen yeah. to an email? Honestly, it was really actually it put a, a lot of emotional burden on me. The, getting that email actually put a lot of emotional mm, burden on me. Yeah. Because I had to, uh, suddenly I had many secrets to keep. Oh no! I'm so sorry. Um, no, but anyway, <laughs> suffice it to say, there's like an explicit mention of of Steve Carell possibly get exploring a love interest, and then you're in the next scene. Oh, oh, that's interesting. It's funny. I've seen these cuts a lot, and I didn't put that together. Um, no, I can confidently say. I am not, nor will I ever be a love interest of Steve's. Ever. I think I reacted like that because I like am blushing because he's like, he's the man and he's, you he know. He is the man. But you are the girl he's on like, the show. <laughs> that's that's I would, actual tea. It would be an honor, frankly. But no, actually, they, they have they have better things in store for him than, than me. Um, okay. Someone on the internet, though, did think I was a love interest of his daughter, Diana Silvers. Oh, yes. So I guess I'm idea. just like. Happy to be considered either <laughs> much older or much younger than I am. <laughs> they just want to see you coupled uh, with someone. They want to they see just, Angela coupled. Interesting. Can you I talk about your role in the show in the show? Yes, I can. And thank you for asking me to. Um, <laughs> We've really just kind of floated around it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so I play a helicopter pilot. Stan. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was very cool playing a pilot. Um, one thing I nerded out about was that my amazing second team person krista she is training to be a pilot oh so and there's not like a lot of like 511 mixed black girls running around hollywood so the fact that this woman is like she used to be an actress she's over it she just wants to like get her pilot's license and take to the skies she was like telling me shit about i mean she doesn't fly helicopters but still like her expertise was very handy on set and we became friends wow um but I was just like, yes, brown girls flying shit and pretending to fly shit. Yeah. This, is a, this is a group. We actually are in the cockpit. 
Yes. Um, but yeah, I'm a helicopter pilot who like transfers from the Air Force because she has secret dreams in the Space Force. And then she gets um, the detail of transporting uh, the general around the. So she, it's 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 your character's job to sort of ferry around Steve Carell. Yes. For yeah, for the most part. And then uh, and then other things happen. But yeah, but no, but they do become friends. Like, I think mm-hmm. what you maybe saw was like a spark of like them opening up with each other. I think we're kind of supposed you to could be say that. foils a little bit. Sir, I am blushing so much. Queen, there was chemistry, and I, that's the thing <laughs> is that's what that's it's that all is coming from is. me just loving him. <laughs> May, I mean, look, it, that's actually not how chemistry works, dear. And how does chemistry work? Ex- explain it. Well, here's chemistry. Here's chemistry. <laughs> it's two people, and when they look at each other, there is a kineticism, and that's what you saw between Tani and Steve. And I felt that. And guess what? They weren't even looking at each other in the scene. They were merely in the same helicopter. They were facing the same way. They were facing the same mm. way in a very artful shot. Let's just say that it's a very artful shot. I actually really enjoy how like fast the show moves. Like it's like the scene, yeah. the scenes are all super short, and it. I will say this as a complimentary thing about the show: it is very dumb. Like it is so like it, it is like there are some scenes where I'm like, oh my god! Like the second episode, there's this whole thing with a a chimp in space. It's it's perfect, incredible. I love it. Episode two is my favorite episode maybe because of that it's just so silly but also so well done i feel like all the characters are just like perfectly in their weird little groove yes Uh, you so you saw one two and three episode one was directed by paul king famously of paddington fame so paddington stands check out paul king's uh you know military work (laughs) and then episodes two and three were directed by tom marshall who i love because he did the entire first season of chewing gum oh i I just remember being like Oh, my God. I thought it was so funny. And the way it moved, you mentioned it moving fast. And I think a lot of that has to do with Tom's directing style because he was real chill and chill and fly, which is the way I like to go. Yeah, it's like paced all the way up. It actually kind of reminded me in this weird way, maybe not directly, but it did kind of remind me the whole vibe of like Mars Attacks. Not that broad, (laughs) but like, but broad in a way that I liked, like where it was kind of just like it was really moving and the characters are like (laughs) all goof aloof, like Ben Schwartz is like. insane he's a full cartoon he is an animated being (laughs) i love that though i always want to see more stuff like that the cartoonish men cartoonish men like just well cartoonish men and also (laughs) i love that they really turn me on Uh, i I love a man who's like i could draw him (laughs) and that's what makes me want to fuck you could draw ben i actually could um but what i mean is like i i feel like we've moved away from that sort of like big fun character driven yes. comedy to more sort of like intimate, like like it's the famous SNL sketch of like, watch the oldest sister in the family touch every book in the house in a raucous <laughs> comedy. It's yeah, like, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like it's, that's, we don't see as much of it anymore and I really appreciate it. Well, it's fun to see Steve like go back to that too. I'm sure this is like what every press thing totally. has been like for you, Tani, where like, everyone's no, like, it's remarking been on it. the literal opposite. You guys are a dream. <laughs> really? Oh my God. Well, but, but wait, no one's remarked on how like Steve Carell is like sort of returning to like playing like the they, type that he's, that people are used to saying. They him do, in, but you guys, you guys bring the nuance. So it's, uh, it's appreciated. See, what we say is, well, first of all, his character was horny for you. And he was. And then I scream and die and cover my face in shame. But also uh, excitement. I don't know. <laughs> see me what's going on with your star trek show it's happening 
Yeah, it's happening. Animation takes so long. So it's like yes, on yeah. schedule and fine. And I think everyone's like, but wait, did something happen? And it's like, nah, dog, we did that like so long ago. Yeah, I'm on Q-Force, which is the Netflix animated show that's coming out oh, next yeah. year. And it, it, it's like we worked on it um, from December of last year to literally just Friday was our last day. And it's not coming out for more than a year from now. You guys yeah. have the time. Yeah. It takes but, so long to be able to draw, you know, yeah, worlds, they just characters. Got, it's hard, you know, like getting out your pencils and whatnot. I don't know how animation works. Especially so. because they're making you draw your own character, right? I know. It it, it was rude of them, yeah. but you know what? I They were like, you can come in, you can drink all the LaCroix from the fridge you want. So I was like, this is a fair trade. What kind of stuff did they give you to color with? Um, mostly just makeup, old makeup. Mm. They asked me to just smear around. Mm-hmm. That was like, won't work. Yeah. Zach Nye no. stuff. It's like it bad stuff. Ben mm-hmm. Nye, Ben Nye. I don't know who's Zach ben Nye. Nye. <laughs> Zach Nye is Zach actually Zach Ben's Nye. cousin. <laughs> Zach Nye, you know. I that's Ben's Zach cousin. Zach Nye had a chicken franchise in the Kansas City area from about 79 to 81. <laughs> Zach Nye's flaming Hot Chicken. Yum. Lightly breaded, juicily flavored, which didn't work if as a If it's tagline. not good, don't come back. That was their motto. And then no one did and they yeah, closed. Yeah, and no one came back and they were they were open for 45 minutes. But I mean, um, okay, this is but this is the thing though. Like even with the animated stuff, no one knows no I mean whatever this is not to like comment on like not to remind everybody about like our current predicament but like no one knows like how to do this quite yet production wise no. like I was recording like scratch audio for a thing and I was like mm. you're you're not going to use this like you can hear my fucking next door neighbor screaming in the background it's whatever yeah <laughs> actually maybe it would be a fun addition to the oh, project yes, yes, yes. you never know they could always draw in that character in the back they can do amazing things with drawing and animation they can draw a fun character in the back that's screaming mm. and by they you do mean me like the yes. actors are drawing ourselves yes of yes, yes yes that's it actually is. a fun concept um, actually really is <laughs> pitch it I, I actually, it. I actually, I'm putting it out in the universe. Actors animate themselves. Very good. It's like it will look bad, but it will feel funny. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but not be funny, which is sort of no. irrelevant. But you got to go to Comic Con and stuff for everything, right? Yeah, I did last year when there was a Comic Con. We went mm-hmm. to it. I think that's why it feels like so insane because it was that was a almost a full ass year ago that yeah. we were like, here comes a show, and then <laughs> now it's a year later. The world has ended, <laughs> kind of started up again, but over video chat. Yeah. And now everyone's like, is the show still happening? And it's like, yes, it's just, you know, I was talking to my producer on it the other day, and he was really frustrated that there's all these articles, I guess, that are like, animation, the only thing thriving during the pandemic. And he's like, no, it's still hard. Yeah. <laughs> we still need people in the same room. Yeah. It's like there's yeah. a certain energy when you're in the room and then when you're when you're trying to get on Zoom, it is like, you know, you fi- you can find the energy again, but it is it is hard. It's you're not in the room with other yeah. creative people. It's it is And like how many even just podcasting, how many podcasts do you guys do where like everyone's set up, everyone's a pro, whatever, but then all of a sudden they send you their audio and they're like, Oh, I guess my computer crashed midway through. So oh, you know, like the tech of it is Wild. The tech of yeah. it all. I mean, learning to do all this kind of stuff ourselves has been a little. It's it's been an education. But now you know yeah. for the future, yeah, how to yeah. set up an audio interface on Zoom, not the software app, but the hardware. Um, but that's mm-hmm. like the only truly. This is my demented thought. The only thing that's giving me hope, or that's like the light at the end of the tunnel for me, is like, oh, okay, like a trades announcement, like 
all the deals that are like being like put on like deadline yeah. and variety. I'm like, oh, okay, so I guess we're all sort of operating under the the presumption that this will be over very soon. I don't know. Like, do you guys have that feeling? Yeah, but only recently, right? Like, is it feel? It felt like you know, in early April, everyone was like. Everything is maybe canceled. Mm -hmm. Also, like maybe this never existed. Like it was like maybe we are in a simulation. I'm so sorry to tell you. Um, And then only recently it feels like people have figured out because even just like communicate, just like having a meeting like this got instantly so much more normal within like two or three weeks. Yeah. So yeah, maybe now people are like, okay, well let's start making some deals and pretending we're gonna make some shit. I don't know. I don't know how you get onto a film set after this. I keep saying that's the thing. It's just like it's fourteen hours of people touching your face and upper chest. Like what? How? Yeah. How yeah. are we gonna yeah. do that? Very yeah. that. I'm supposed to shoot something in July, and it'll be a very very small set. So I guess everything is kind of just like. Um, it's like up to the certain project, but then I heard this crazy ass rumor, and this <gasps> is a rumor, readers. And please, <gasps> I'm not, rumor. This, again, we should say Las Culturistas is not news. It is in fact the opposite of news. <laughs> it's mostly garbage, trash, and wrong. So, but you know that. Um, I heard there was going to be a vaccine in December. Okay, no, don't. Let's not. <laughs> what? I don't know. We, I don't know about that. Is that I wrong? I thought you were going to have like Hollywood news. I thought you were going to be like, yeah, I yeah, heard, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, no, I know. have medical news. I have fake medical news. That's <laughs> what I have. It's actually to give. <laughs> no, there might be. I want like, oh, you know how Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher like made a wine? <laughs> like, they're also starting a production company where you film it all from your house. Like, I wanted news like oh, that. Oh, no, 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 no. I think Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis are hard at work on a vaccine. The the Kunis Kutcher vaccine. Honestly, yeah. I would take it. They've made a marriage work for this long. I would trust their vaccine. Yeah, I would too. That's the title of that, the Kunis Kutcher vaccine. The Kunis Kutcher vaccine is actually it's actually a front runner for title of that, and I hope that people think it's real. Um, and it might be. My mom said. I think. I think my mom put it great the other day. You guys. She goes to me. You know, there's so many brilliant people in the world. We got to get one soon. She's not wrong. <laughs> and I was like, you're actually yeah. dead ass right. <laughs> yeah. Katrina. There's so many brilliant people in the world. We gotta get one soon. These children, we've been pressuring and stressing out for them to like get into their, you know, upper testing schools and whatnot. We've been doing that at least 15 years. There's gotta be some little Doogie Howser somewhere. Yeah. Oh, you think, a, you think a kid's gonna do it? I think it's gonna be one of these children that has been, <laughs> that has been pressured. <laughs> it's gonna be one of these gifted and talented children that's been pressured and tested into all the schools and just like has full on, you know, tearing his hair out at age 16, mm-hmm. but he's gonna figure it out. Talking wow. like Bo and Yang. No, no, no. Saying Wait, lugubrious. Tawny, were you, <laughs> were you, were you a gifted and talented kid? Okay, I was, and so I am dragging myself. Yeah, I was. You were. You have the vibe of a gifted and talented child. Well, you all do. Wait, do, no. do you not? Are, are you kidding me? <laughs> you, but Matt, Matt, you could get away with being gifted and talented. But do you want to know my, my story? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I yes. just, I just moved to the states in the fourth grade, and my English was bad, and so I did not qualify to be in the gifted and talented classes at my elementary school. But one day, I had to like courier like a note or something to like one of the kids who was in GT. We called it GT, and then. I just walked into the classroom and the teacher, Miss um, Aaron, this like kooky lady was just like, hi, welcome. Okay, just take a seat anywhere and, t- and sit down at the computers. And, and she, she assumed you were GT? She assumed I was GT. And I just was like, Woo! cool, okay, that Woo! means I get, I get to play Math Blasters all day and not have to sit with Hell the other yeah. kids. And I just stayed there and I kind of just scammed my way into GT. Um, maybe for because for like two years from fourth and, for <gasps> fourth and fifth grade. Yeah. 
So Homegirl didn't check a roster for two years? <laughs> well, she just like assumed that I was in the class. And she like, and then oh like, I don't know, six weeks into the school year, she was like, oh, I forgot to add Bowen on, on my roster. So gonna, This and- is honestly a yo, is this racist question. <laughs> I, yeah, this it, is it honestly is a, yo, is a yo, is this racist. That's what okay, this so speak is. on behalf of Andrew too, Tani. What do you, what, is, is it racist? I will speak on behalf of Andrew. I guess it, and I yourself, mean, it, it speaks to that. <laughs> I never speak on behalf of myself. <laughs> I wouldn't dare. Um, she, uh, I feel like it's one of those model minority things, obviously. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, um, Asian people must be smart. They must be good at math. Mm-hmm, Here's this mm-hmm. smart, sweet Asian boy who's been entrusted with bringing a note. He <laughs> yeah. must also be in this class. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, I think like if a little black kid walked in, I wonder if she would have just been like, yes, please sit sure, down. Sure, or if she'd sure. have been like, how can I help you yeah um what was the ethnicity of the teacher do you recall uh she was white but here's here's i mean i don't know if this is a useful texture but um the kid that i was delivering the note to was black that doesn't matter but it's just interesting extra so they they did know black people existed <laughs> <laughs> well no well no i bring that up because tawny was like if it, if it was a black kid who walked in like would would, would that mm-hmm. have been the same but this was like I remember Bowen it to thought be a that very... would bring interesting texture. No, I Bowen <laughs> wanted to make sure I knew there were black people in this town, yep. and that was helpful context. Yes, <laughs> and it, and not only in the town but in the class. And so mm-hmm, there, mm-hmm. that could have been me. Can I tell my not gifted and talented story? And what we called it in my Please. school was Excel. Excel. Oh, it was the Excel program. <laughs> so um, the letters okay, Excel you know, or the no, word E X C E L. Okay, great. Excel. Okay. <laughs> That's what like I the Microsoft agree. program. Um, <laughs> basically, like the Microsoft Prog. So I had moved from another school, and yeah. it was third grade. I started third grade in a new school, and I took the test and didn't get it by like two questions. Ugh. And my parents were like, but he wasn't learning the same things as everyone else. He is gifted. We swear he is. Oh. And they were like, no. Absolutely not. And so all the girls that were in the Excel program, because for some reason it was all girls, all made fun of me. And they were like, you're not gifted and talented. And can you imagine just a bunch of girls coming to you every day after they like would leave for 45 minutes to like essentially go play on a computer? Like, yeah, we had a really good time all being together. Us people who are gifted and you aren't gifted. This did not happen. It I did. They I could singled, name them. They singled you out and came to you every day and were like, you're not with us. This is what happened? Literally, I was... And this is the weird thing. They had friends that were in the class that also were not gifted and talented who would make fun of me and be like, yeah, you're not gifted. Just because they were friends with them. Holy shit. It was really <laughs> sick. You can't be gifted by proxy. That's what I was saying to them. But but it just it was like a brick wall, Tony. It, I, I just couldn't get through. Ugh. <laughs> It was really, it was a Mobius strip, is what it was. (laughs) Also, uh, so in my school, it was called Gate, Gifted and Talented Education. They really elevated that and so that they could make a full word for people (laughs) to say. Um, (laughs) But I think it's so insidious to put the word gifted in these programs when this whole fucking country is based on telling your kids that they're special and that they're unique and everything. So to say that some are actually gifted and some aren't, of course it's going to divide It was ridiculous. It was just an excuse to separate some kids from the other for this stupid reason. And I remember it gave me such a complex and I was so distracted. Also, the word talented just doesn't never really like never fit. You know, it's like talent does not mean mean intelligence. No, it actually doesn't. Because had they heard me sing. Ooh, (laughs) 
Had they heard Ooh, me honey. sing? Had they heard you You'd sing? Had they heard the GT. me sing and seeing me perform? Meanwhile, fucking Han. like Ooh. a fourth grader, that. a fourth grader in the mid aughts would have been led to believe that talent meant being good at zumbinis. Bitch, no. Yes. <laughs> it means you can sing. That's yeah. that, that's what that's talent means. Talent is singing, and actually, it's rule of culture yes. number one hundred and three. Talent, talent is, is singing. singing, and that's that on and, that. And gifted <laughs> is understanding Excel spreadsheets on the on the computer. Yes, that's what gifted also, is. Also, here's a pitch for a name of gifted and talented. Gape, <laughs> gifted and probably excellent. Oh, gap, gifted and probably excellent education. Gape. Gape, those gaping Ooh. kids. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. That's not let's not explore this any further. We're gonna take a quick break. <laughs> We're gonna be back with Tawny News though. When it comes to travel, we all have that happy place. Whether it's the beach, ski slopes, couples getaway, or even a visit to that best friend you haven't seen in way too long, Matt. And Priceline wants to get you there for a happy price so you never have to miss a trip. Now, we all know we love to vacation together. We have various happy places. We love to go to Orlando, Florida. We love to go to Las Vegas, Nevada. We love to go to a beach anywhere. We love to go to Europe. But when we have truly traveled the world globally and domestically. My happy place is with my sister and any of those locations he just listed. And now, thanks to Priceline's VIP family feature, you can go to your happy place more often while earning deals up to five times faster with a group. When one person from the squad travels, everyone gets more deals, and you can even choose your own crew. It doesn't have to be your actual family. It could be your neighbor, your roommate, your mailman, anyone. The more you travel, the more you save. For me, I'm choosing Matt Rogers. I'm choosing producer Becca. Yes. We're all going together, the Lost Cult family. So download the Priceline app today to save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your happy place with Priceline. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with... Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. You know, but one of the toughest things about decorating my apartment has been getting things framed. Finding a place that will custom frame all my beautiful art pieces that I have without breaking the bank has been close to impossible. But then I found Framebridge. I found Framebridge too. Framebridge makes it easy to get anything framed at an affordable price. Easily order online at framebridge.com or visit a Framebridge retail store. Upload a digital photo for them to print and mail your item using their free, secure, prepaid packaging. Or visit one of their 20 plus retail stores. Framebridge custom frames your piece in their studio using the highest quality materials and ships it to your door in days for free. I love going into the brick and mortar locations. I've got one here in Brooklyn and they're so sweet. They can give you inspiration for what you want to get framed, I went in and I was like, I'm going to get my Chromatica ball bracelet framed. And they helped me. Oh my God, I'm so excited. I have so many memories I need framed and put upon the wall. And uh, they have a curated selection of frame styles with design experts right on hand who make it fun to choose the perfect frame for you. See why Framebridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit framebridge.com or a local Framebridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything. That's framebridge.com. 
Hey, everybody. During the break, let's quickly talk about a couple things that are important to most people I know. Comfort and style. Crocs classic clogs and sandals have both covered. And when we're talking about style, we mean personal style. There's just so many colors and so many gibbets charms. You can dress up your Crocs to match your mood and to match your personality and to fit the occasion. I mean, ultimately, you can stand out from the crowd in a way that only you can because it's your personal style. And now let's talk about comfort. You know, it doesn't get better than the Crocs clogs and sandals when it comes to being comfortable. Style and comfort are usually a trade-off, but here they're a package deal. It's like you have cushions on your feet. Soft, stylish, personalized, colorful cushions. So why wait? Head over to Crocs.com today and experience the comfort and style of Crocs classic clogs and sandals for yourself. Your feet will thank you. And we're back. Okay. We actually are back. Yeah, I feel back. And and one of the things that we would ordinarily do here at this point in the pod is we would ask you what culture made you say culture was for you. And I'm reminded of your answer because you actually provided me with one of the great highlights of even doing this podcast, which is when we spontaneously harmonized to Trisha Yearwood's Walk Away Joe. Yes, yes. Uh-huh. I remember that. That actually was a huge moment for me. And I'm wondering if there's any new culture <laughs> that you can share with us that might provoke similar moments. Like what are you kind of... We, you know, you heard us speak about the the incoming mm-hmm. queer and gay culture that is rain on me. We'd love to hear your thoughts on that and all the culture. I was trying to think back. I was like, what was the culture I said on the last episode? And right before we started f- filming, I almost just said zooming. I don't know. Zoom I was in. like, oh, I've <laughs> zooming. I, Zoom I, in. I came on this podcast, a whole black woman and said, Trisha Yearwood. <laughs> yes, <laughs> what I did. <laughs> um, it was so powerful. That's, that's on me. Um, it was powerful. It was a statement. Um, it was political. But um, what is wild to me is that I feel like I changed. You know, I was one of those weird kids that just did whatever my mom did because yeah. I was an only child and I was a nerd. And I just thought like my mom was the coolest person. So when she was into Trisha, I was into Trisha. But the thing that's been coming up for me lately is a lot of Stevie Wonder because. Wow. The one and I only. may have talked about this last time, but also because his birthday just passed and I was reminded of this trip to the Motown Museum I took. I've been to the Motown Museum four times. I love it there. It's in Detroit. It's in the original little house, the little Hitsville, Hitsville house. Hitsville, USA. The first time I went, I just had this like transcendent experience. I was doing this bizarre um, overnight non-union commercial this is when I still lived in Chicago and they flew me economy to Detroit and I was like mm, the height of luxury ah. getting flewed out to do a, <laughs> a non-union regional commercial um, and we filmed it overnight so during the day I was just this like zombie person where the rest of the cast would like go to sleep and order room service but I was like I'm in Detroit there's history here so I was just like wandering around taking pictures of my hand and shit like trying to soak in the city and so I went to the uh, Motown Museum and this woman told me this beautiful story about Stevie Wonder when he was 11 and how um, Martha Reeves used to put a dime on top of the candy machine and he'd run over and like he would hear the sound of the dime on top it'd be like when he was annoying her because he would sit in the waiting room waiting for his session to start playing the harmonica all loud and Martha of the the Vandalas vandalas. was a receptionist at the time and so she'd be like I gotta get this kid to fucking shut up. She was the receptionist? I didn't know that Martha Reese was the fucking receptionist at Motown. Oh my god. Yeah, she worked off her studio time that way. Isn't (gasps) that wild? It's like fucking UCB up in there. 
Ew, right? Sorry. Uh, to make that worse. <laughs> no, it was worse. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so she'd put a dime on top of the thing and he'd know to like go and feel for his specific candy, which was a baby Ruth. It was always in the same like slot. And he pulled out. Anyway, so this woman told us this story the first time I was there. And at that museum, they have to like take you around. Like you can't just wander it. It's like all a guided tour. Right. And then right after she started singing, like, Knocks Me Off My Feet or some Stevie Wonder song. And I'm just alone, a shattered, tired woman who'd been talking about regional vodka all night the night before <laughs> in an evening gown bought at Macy's. And so <laughs> I just started weeping in front of all these German tourists. <gasps> oh it was God. so powerful. But I think that's because my mom always played Stevie Wonder. And, like, it was yes. the first stuff that I, like, would learn to sing as a kid because his voice was so melodic and yeah and yeah. So. How old is he now? Seventy. Know? He just turned seventy like he last just week. Seventy. See, he's that's he's like one of those legends that's like getting up there. That I feel like people need to be, you know, asking them more questions, paying them more respect. Like like I feel like someone needs to sit down with Tina Turner wherever she is and be like, hey, let's get mm-hmm. let's get another long interview in the books here. Like. Not to like Please. sound off any alarm bells about anyone's health. I hate when people do that. Like I hate. There's nothing more I hate than when everyone is like, "Where's Betty White?" I'm like, leave her alone. <laughs> she's she's a hundred somewhere. Fine. Someone check on is. Joni Mitchell now. Like, yeah. Oh, that's another one. They always do it with Joni. <laughs> Poor it's Joni. Like, like literally, I don't think so, honey. When people are like. <laughs> I think the celebrity death that will hurt me the most is Joni Mitchell. <laughs> it's like, don't predict a death. Like, Maybe they'll never die. Who knows? Maybe they're an alien. Or don't like, extrapolate your emotional response about a specific person dying when they're still alive. I forget I who it was. <laughs> yeah. Someone tweeted one time like, okay, what celebrity death in the future would upset you the most? And I was like, this is literally insane. <laughs> I don't like this. I don't like this game of cards. I don't like this. No, it's, it's not the game of cards I want to play. What happened to Go Fish? It's actually rule of culture number 40. <laughs> Six. It's not it's the not kind of game of, of cards, cards I want to play. play. What, what happened to old fish? To go fish. I almost said. I almost said. What happened to old fish? I'll tell you what happened to old fish. They probably you lost me there. Oh my old. god! Wow. From I feel like I jumped in and made it weird. No, no, no. <laughs> no it was no, perfect. No. The thing is, like, you know, us being so far apart, we actually have lately mm-hmm. been trying to do in sync stuff, and that's actually mm-hmm. proved a challenge, if you can believe, with the Zoom. I, I want to say that Stevie Wonder looked very good at the um, sort of uh, the big telethon thing that happened at the beginning of Core. Looked very good, mm-hmm. and I, I want to say like this is this. It's so funny you bring him up. I I listened to songs in the key of life like a like a week ago, and I was like, this is a fucking huge album, huge. Yeah, it's a classic. Huge. It fully slaps. There are two weird downers on yeah. it that I'm not shy about talking about. Village Ghetto Land. Huge weird downer. Huge weird downer. Huge weird baroque, like <laughs> harpsichord Bar- sadness baroque. powdered wig downer <laughs> that we did not need. I'm I'm impressed with his skill. He could have left it. Uh. We didn't need it. Um, and then the the one in Spanish to me, the name is escaping. Yeah, like half sings in Spanish, and it, Mush- no, um, that Sh- is famous Sh- French. Sh- <laughs> Sh- Sh- Everyone, the, um, sh- shush. It's actually not French. No, it's the um um um. Oh, uh, I am singing tomorrow. Esuna Historia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one, I know it feels upbeat and positive, but listen to it and imagine that someone crying is singing and playing it, and it fits too well. Oh no! It feels 
like a depressed, weird ballad where you're like you're trying to pretend that you're cheered up. Anyway, so those are the two downers on the album. Um, but otherwise, it's perfect. But you know what my favorite Stevie album is? What? Is Hotter Than July. Mm. And I would encourage you to listen to the first five tracks. Uh-huh. Just like listen to them. Even on Spotify, they do this because the first two tracks, they do this cool blend thing, yeah. which with digital music, isn't that impressive? But back then, I mean, it is impressive. Huge. But back then on vinyl. And so I have it on vinyl. And when those tracks slam into each other at like the perfect BPM and it just like mm-hmm. changes the whole vibe. I'm telling everyone, everyone go, go seek it out. Yeah, I gotta love a yeah. culture tip. Gotta love. Uh, and wait, I tips. have to say something. I'm really embarrassed that I thought my Sharia more was Spanish. <laughs> I think okay. had, I, had I even had two more seconds, I would have known it was absolutely French. And I want all the readers to know that. It's okay. No fast. one's shaming you. Yeah. It's fine. No, no, I know that everyone no kind of skimmed, no skimmed over it, but I just want to say I'm aware of it. Well, we we well, and I rudely called you out when I'm a guest in your house. No, and actually, that was, that's, that was actually really important because I learned and I grew. And actually, in that moment, I grew. That's nice that you can see that, that you're not like lashing out. Um, that's good. That's that's growth, man. That's actually growth. How has podcasting been going for you and Quora? Are you guys still doing weekly, weekly of the of you? You are phrases? still doing. God bless yeah. you both doing weekly, weekly. We're doing weekly. Well, you know, what's wild Top is that um, I was supposed to be I was supposed to be working and gone. And so we stockpiled interviews, <laughs> which now sound insane because we recorded them all in like January, February <laughs> there. And everyone's just like, what's what's so great about washing hands? Let's all lick each other. Yeah. Like all the content. I have to go through and edit just the most, most painful comments because I'm like, people don't want to hear this right now. Sure. Like, well, can you give it? But yeah, but we still, can you give an example of something that you had to cut out? Is that a fair question? Um, yeah, I feel like people were. Oh, this is something I didn't cut out because it was actually funny and it made me sound stupid. Normally, I, I try to only cut out shit that makes a guest sound stupid because we don't want that. But me, I'm like, I, I earned that. Um, <laughs> but I was talking about staying home and watching Netflix all day. Yeah, and I was literally saying like. Gosh, I just like don't get sick ever. And I just miss like, you know, when you have the flu and you just stay home and binge watch things. And I got so many tweets that were just like, how dare Girl. you? <laughs> I know. I know. This is insane. But I thought it was kind of funny. It's a benign remark. It's you're not like wishing suffering on people. You're just you, you just happen That's to make true. like a, 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 a you, you, you remarked on something that you couldn't possibly have like forecasted. I the think future. there were a few early pods where some guests and maybe Andrew and I, I can't confirm or deny, were a little too cavalier in like January mm-hmm. when like the who was just starting to be like, this virus might move past China and people were canceling trips. And we were like, who the fuck are these people canceling trips? Everyone do- go about your business. Yeah. And like, we sound like assholes. So we cut that. I mean, I I remember telling Matt and Matt called me out on like our first episode over Zoom that we recorded just him and I. But I remember telling Matt back in February, I was like, look, there's this antiviral called remdesivir and it's going to be fine. We're <laughs> fine. And truly now I feel like a, a total jackass. Bowen did describe it to me at one point as just a bad flu. No. (laughs) He did. He did say that. He said it to me. Look at my feet in the frame, you guys. The fun feet. Oh, I like that. I like this casual Little Mermaid pose you've. I actually, with us. I have to tell all the readers. Every time you hear me on any of these episodes, now know that I'm doing it on my damn belly. Wouldn't you rather be wrong early on in the thing and be like, I couldn't have known that's insane, but now I have since listened to experts yeah, and I'm fine. Of rather course. than the people who like took it seriously at first and now they're like, 
wait a minute, what if this is all a hoax? <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I actually can understand both sides because, like, I feel like it, people being inside for so long, they do get so crazy. Where I did have a conversation mm-hmm. with a friend recently. Oh, no. Man. Where they were like, they were like, tell me you don't think it's weird that it happened now during the election. Oh, my God. And I was like, I'm not ready to do oh. this one. It's such a traumatic thing that people don't know how to process it, and we still don't. And so, of course, they're going to, like, I don't know, glom on to, like, a theory that, like, is wild, but, like, I don't know, gives them some mm-hmm. sort of explanation as to why this is happening. Like, the whole, like, the 5G thing makes me laugh oh, because... God. Well, the 5G thing makes me laugh because... We can already comment on how ridiculous this is. So Sam Jay and Gary Richardson wrote this sketch for SNL where Ego goes. Um, Chris Red is FaceTiming Ego, and Ego he's he just got released early from jail, and he's like trying to like call up his old his old hookups, and then Ego's like, "I'm gonna I'm gonna lay low because um, after the government shut down outside because they 5G stuff messed up and made a pandemic." Like, <laughs> just that whole sequence of ideas and concepts is so funny and ridiculous mm. to me. Like I don't know. I mean I. Conspiracy theories are damaging and corrosive and bad, and it's net negative always. But like, all I can do right now is what's laugh at one them. that you believe? Go. Okay. Ooh, hmm. now what's, we're what's a conspiracy theory that now you believe? Now we're getting into it. I I don't think I can say it. Oh <laughs> my god! No, we have to cut this out. This is out. a good one. Then. We have to <laughs> cut it no, out. No, we don't have to cut that out. Okay. Well. Okay. Well, we can. Okay. We. You didn't we can, say anything. We can bleep this. We can bleep what I'm about to say. Okay. I think <laughs> you guys wish you heard what Bowen just said. <laughs> but you I never have to will. Tell you, you never will. Dear readers, you shall never know what Bowen said, but it was it was a doozy and it was quite juicy. Um that's one good. that I believe. I don't even fully believe it, but I'm like, it could have, it could have, who knows? Yeah. I believe that there have been a lot of major pop culture events. Yes that were orchestrated by our intelligence committees. And the reason I believe this is because I just listened to a podcast called Wind of Change. Uh, oh, I heard <laughs> about they this. they taught me that the CIA wrote that Scorpion yes. song that came out after the Berlin Wall fell down. And I'm not going to give any spoilers, but like it made me start thinking about, like they delve enough into other things that I'm like, there are a lot of very opportune, you know, because music and art is so galvanizing. Right. And yes, of course, Sometimes it's organic and it's right place and right time, but some things were just too convenient. So I've gone down a little bit of a rabbit hole with some things that I'm too embarrassed to, um, no. to no, specify. I mean, but I do believe our government was like, hey, the way to get teens on board with, you know, Western values is like uh, rock music or Netflix for one, oh! JK. Oh, my God. Dang. Dang. Wind of Change. It's I've, I've heard about this podcast. It's supposed to be really good. It's really good. Um, I thought you were gonna say like Marilyn Monroe like was assassinated or something, but no, that's. Oh, I mean, mine. Mine is <laughs> that Natalie that Wood one. was murdered. Yeah, of course. By one or both. Of well, them. I mean, by, by one or both of those men. <laughs> I mean, she kind of had to be right. Yeah, like, I mean, did you see? There's like a. I didn't watch it yet, but there's a documentary out about her. It's called like um, Natalie Wood, uh, What Remains Behind. Yeah. I haven't heard much about it, but I saw that it was a thing and I was kind of fascinated. I just think that's such a sad, like, sick story that is so reeks of, like, oh, yeah, we just chose to believe the two very privileged white rich men who were on the small boat with her. Yeah. And only yeah. what the, and, and like, I don't know. I, I think it's, uh, 
Boats. There's That's something anything there. Anything that happens on a boat where like less people come back than went out. <laughs> I'm like, you are guilty. I don't care what this was. Yeah, no. <laughs> Whoever comes back is guilty. <laughs> well, we could, well, what, what are, would they like us to ask the seas? Uh-huh. Oh, oh. How can we ask? There's no, we could ask there's the no CCTV on the ocean. We, we actually could, could ask, ask the, the seas. seas. I'm a Pisces. I could go out there and speak to the waters. Oh, right. Say, we share this in common. I'm also a Pisces. <gasps> right. And you're a February birthday. Mm-hmm. Late mm-hmm. Feb. Mm-hmm. 24. 24, baby. 24. February 24th. That's a great Ooh, day. You, you, you snuck right in that window before it shut with the birthdays, didn't you? Yeah. Good for you. Did you have I a bash did. this year? Um, I did. I went to Mardi Gras, so <gasps> I'm dead now. Yeah. Oh, Damn. I couldn't believe it. You really got in under the wire. I mean, it was insane. I I had no concept of how bad things were going to get. Of course, I would not have gone. And I went, and I had an amazing time. And I was like, I love this. This is great. And I flew back, and I did get like a little weird sore throat that was like nothing to think about. Mm-hmm. And I just like because everyone was starting to be like, "Hey, if you feel sick, stay home." I it never crossed my mind that I yeah could have did you get the thing? No, because I emailed my doctor and told her my symptoms, and she was just like, "I think you just got like tired from screaming and drinking in Mardi Gras." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Fair girl, I'm gonna lay down for a week." I love that you always when you whenever you tell your doctor like, "Hey, I'm concerned about this thing," and they're like, "Oh, probably you had sex too hard." <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. I Stupid. I told my doctor once that I. Accidentally did math and he Stupid was like, doctor. Don't do that again. And I was like, Okay. I was like, Will I die did when you know my teeth that, fall Did out? you know that Bowen accidentally did math one time? <laughs> no. I've told this no, story. It's actually like, one of the best stories times. that actually exists. It basically, I was just tricked into doing math by uh, a visiting Taiwanese businessman. That was it. That was it. And then I had it was sex during with him. a hookup. It was during a hookup. Congrats on your conquest, but I have a question. I'm unfamiliar with the the method one does math. So what did you think it was? So I this truly... is where it gets interesting, actually. <laughs> this is actually where it gets a little dodgy for me. I didn't know oh, like no. what I didn't know like what this drug use was or looked like. So I so like I like you did not know how people did math. Like the means mm-hmm. and the instrumentation around math. And so it was just <laughs> like he 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 asked me he asked me if I had poppers. I say no, and then he goes over he, and then he goes over to his duffel bag and pulls out like a glass pipe, and then like a little like a little bag full of flakes, and then he like loads the bulb and he's like, "Here, smoke this." And I was like, "Okay, what is this?" And there was a language barrier, and he was like, "I don't know what you guys call this in English." And then I was like, okay. is "So it he op- of course smoked it." Well, I, I go, "Is it is it opium?" <laughs> and he goes, "What's that?" And then I felt that would have been my first. Thought. I felt racist for assuming that it was opium. And then I smoked it <laughs> because I was like, well, it's probably fine. And then afterwards, post coitus, he was like, oh, yeah. Basically, he was like, people call it T, Tina. And then I was like, oh, Christina. And he was like, yes, Crystal. It was a math. He goes, yes. Oh. And I was, he was like, oh, math. And it, that's basically it. <laughs> oh, math. Oh, math. Oh, math. Yeah. Um, that actually makes sense to me that there was a language barrier. <laughs> I probably would have thought. It does a little bit. I would have thought, like, I feel like even such an idiot with weed culture sometimes, they change the, the you know, sometimes it's a gas, sometimes it's the a liquid. The paraphernalia is always constantly yeah. rotating. It changes states too many times that I don't know. So somebody could pull out a baggie of flakes and I'd be like, marijuana flakes? And they could be like, no, this is this is actually math. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's nice know. to have your like horizons broadened a little bit in terms of drugs, and then you're like, oh uh-huh. right, <laughs> it's still like, drugs. I, it's still drugs, actually. Ultimately, 
Oh, and that's actually still that. the hard drugs. Los Angeles, like, I feel, mm. this is crazy, but, and this is just a thing I'll say without saying too much, but, like, in, when I was in New York, there was never any cocaine around. Ever. Uh-huh. You come to L.A., everyone has coke. Like, I go out to the bar and everyone's like, I, I see cocaine everywhere. Yeah. I think it's just a crowds yeah. thing that you're you're just running with a different crowd now. Like, there, of course, New York has cocaine. People have I mean, cocaine in fa- New York. I, I famously, the New York has cocaine. We can verify that one. Famously, New York has <laughs> cocaine. I I feel like I saw it a lot more in Chicago, but I think it was my lifestyle mm-hmm. than I ever see in L.A. I don't I don't see it in L.A., but it's because I was like working in bars and going to clubs. And I actually just right before this, I had a Zoom little birthday party hang with friends in Chicago who still they run clubs and they work in clubs and stuff. And all of them were just like so miserable and depressed. And it was like a birthday thing. And I was like, what the fuck's going on? And then finally, like half of them got off. And the last guy on was like, we all did Molly last night. I'm like, why? It was Sunday and you're trapped in your home. That sounds awful. Yeah. I, you would have just no like reason to Molly do doing Molly on a Zoom? Oh, God. Pathetic. Gonna, oh. I actually have to say. Uh-oh. <laughs> no. I ha- I'm looking at a little pill I didn't of Molly. do Molly. I did something else yesterday, which probably was like, oh, obviously you're in quarantine. Like, this would never actually happen at a house. But, like, you know, <laughs> shit you- went we, down. What? I like wasn't alone. I was with a couple other people that, like, had been social distancing. Mm. We have you here. And here, <laughs> our engineer says it's already on the internet. Okay, well, scrubba scrubba. Um, so we have you here and as you know Netflix shows they're very popular or they become very popular and your socials are about to blow up how do you feel (laughs) oh god I'm I don't want it I already had my first I love I love a racist comment like this on my personal insta and a person who follows me that just says you're black and I'm like Hmm. yeah and then I I (laughs) dove in of course because I'm hungry for this and I just went like what's the point of this and the answer was, you're not cute in space. And I wanted to be like, well, first of all, bitch, the show ain't dropped. You haven't seen me in space. <laughs> Second of all, you are also blocked now. Goodbye. Yeah, blocked. But I- <laughs> That's the thing. That's a beautiful thing. You can just Truly, say goodbye to them. Goodbye. You. I, I'm about to start doing it more where I'm just like. I mean, Bowen, I don't have to tell you. I can't imagine. Well, I'm just mm. like. Okay, well, this, this I'm about to spoil my I don't think so, honey, but I posted a thing. I posted a hot take on Martin McDonough last night on my stories. It wasn't really a hot take, but someone was like, <laughs> you're entitled to your opinion, but you're wrong. And I was like, I'm going to, I was like, I, w- I didn't do it, but I was like, I should just block your ass. And you can go around and tell your friends that Bowen Yang blocked me over like a spar over DMs over Martin McDonough. But like, who, like, who cares? Fine. Anyway. Yeah, some Lieutenant of Inishmore stands out here losing their minds. <laughs> yeah, that's the happening. thing. They love Lieutenant of Inishmore, ultimately. Yes, they love seven um, psychopaths. Wait, do you go to space seven. in the show? I guess that's a spoiler, um, huh? I can't, <gasps> I can't tell you either way. Yeah. Oh, my God. That will be... Wow, so... I guess what I'm asking is, we can we can ask you any cool question. stuff like Sandra Bullock stuff, like get a bunch of dots on your body and spin around in space. That would be so fun. I would love that. I I don't know what I can wait. You I think you can ask me things, and I think I know what I can and can't say. But. Like can we like can we ask you? Um, does your character does Angela live or die? Does Angela die at the end of the season? You are you you have to say I can't tell you. 
Okay, no, at this moment, Angela is alive. She'd better be alive. Okay, yeah, okay. she should She should be alive. Otherwise, I have questions. Yeah, of course. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, but, yeah, no, Angela endures. And I will say, though, that with the space thing, people should know this show doesn't take place no, in space. No, right, very much like, on the ground. It's on a military base. It's very, like, it's very fake Colorado. So <laughs> they shouldn't be expecting, like, a a big space show mm. d- despite that being in the title. It's not a space show, but but it's based on Trump's space force. Yes. Yeah, it was literally I think Steve said like there was no idea. It was literally just him texting Greg being like, "Look at this, you know, space force idea. Wouldn't it be funny to write a show about that?" Wow. So then what's wild is that Steve and Greg wrote the pilot, you know, 2 years before we got any news about the actual space force. So all of the things that they invented were just them like consulting military people and like trying to extrapolate on what the weird pitfalls might yeah. be. So all the stuff that's weirdly dovetailed and lined up, like with their logo coming out yeah. and their uniforms being wild, like it's been very eerie because I think the press has been kind of like, so you guys are like directly ripping them off, right? And we're like, Wait, that's no. timing wise, that's not possible, but also it's very creepy. Yeah, that's insane. Also, I do think it's one of the more weird things that's come out of the administration is the idea of the space force. And then also like when in in the show he like Steve Carell refers to become a space cadet. I was like I think that's so funny and like honestly what they'll be called probably. Yeah. And your title is yeah, Spaceman. Like Spaceman. Spaceman Ollie, Spaceman Angela. Mhm. Perfect. <laughs> um <laughs> like you know he says like the Air Force has airmen all that. Um yeah, it's it's weird. It's also like, you know, the 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 branch itself is in in real life, I'm guessing, and in our show, like the branch itself is useful. It's just like the circumstances of its birth were so strange. Yeah. But it's like, sure, yeah, we have satellites up there. That's delicate information. You probably want to protect that shit. Like it's all pretty common sense. I think it's just I think what's funny is that for the show, the packaging and the circumstances are what makes it kind of like super you know bonkers but. i just couldn't believe it was called space force and then i was like i guess what else will we call it like there's the air force this is the space yeah. force but it does sound like a blockbuster film yeah <laughs> but the like, coast guard it like is not like... a cheesy coast guard is like kind of a classy name they you know? guard the so, coast yeah. <laughs> they guard the coast mm-hmm. i mean you know yeah like what what would we call it that would be classier like satellite guard satellite guard satellite Space space ops, no. See, space yeah. ops. That's actually hot. Ooh. Space operations, because you're just operating. You're just like making sure that like our satellites don't get compromised. I'm pretending like I know anything about um, the armed forces at yeah. all. Sure. Same. That's what I did for all of fall of 2019. Mm. <laughs> so you now actually are the space expert for Las Culturistas. And so one okay. thing I want to ask you about is what's going on with all the UFOs lately. Yeah. Tell us. Somebody let them out. They were um, they were held. And then somebody was like, let these go. Let them out. But OK. Yeah. The T is that they are real. Tony, do you that, believe in this, you? Do you believe in aliens? Oh, you mean the ones that the dude from Blink One Eighty Two got yes. the Navy to admit were real like a year ago? This is so. That's so yeah. insane. That is wild. That what's his name? Tom. Oh my god, I'm forgetting Tom, his name. But ooh. he's a lead singer of Blink One Eighty Two, and he's had this like citizen space watch. Tom Delonge. It's Tom Delonge. Tom Delonge. Okay, so so this is a real like um sort of split sort of like um realities thing. If you want to believe the reader that um we got straight to Tom Delonge follow me and if you want to believe that we struggled for about 45 <laughs> seconds to find the name follow Matt 
This is a Choose Your Own Adventure podcast. Yeah. And if you'd like to jump into just my, you don't have to follow me, but if you would like to jump into my comments and just defend me from racists who don't think I'm cute in space, (laughs) that would be great too. (laughs) Honestly, they have no idea. They have no idea what they're even talking about because you looked so gorgeous flying the helicopter that even Steve Carell was like, "Let me absolutely get some of that." I love this such non-existent heat you're trying to build here. I I love it. It's an honor for me. I think he's so handsome. What's he like he's in the persona? nicest man in Hollywood. The nicest man in Hollywood. There's no there's no there's nothing to like there's no mm-hmm. tidbit of like anything juicy cuz he is so nice, so normal, yes. so generous with his time. He's also like you know, he's got 30 million lines to every line of everyone else's. So he's the busiest person on set. Mm-hmm. So he's constantly like in his script, working on his stuff, working on the next scene. But you know how some actors are like that? And then like you feel like you have to tiptoe and you can't come up yeah. to him. No. Wow. You can ask him fucking anything. You can ask him about Dr. Pepper. And he's like, yeah, hey, what do you need? Huge. He's the best dude ever. That um, rocks. Yeah. Very professional. And my little short interaction with him um, when he hosted two seasons ago, last season, um, just so, so like, yeah generous approachable like had no like airs about him great guy i would like Zero. to meet him one day what will you say to it's, him it sounds i would say to him that actually he worked with a close friend of mine um oh. tawny newsome i would say that i'm actually very good friends with tawny and she actually was on the show space force with you that you created and he would probably say I love Tawny. Tawny's amazing. She's so funny. You know, she improvised a few of those lines. And I said, well, I actually knew that she was an improviser. And this is a funny story, Steve. You know, one time I was asked to do a show. So now you've trapped him. Yeah. You've trapped him. And you said he's so nice that he would listen. I said, you know, one time, actually, Steve, that's interesting. You say that about Tawny doing improv because... Uh, there was a time when I was doing a show in New York and I had no idea that Tony would be there. And not only was she there, but she was improvising in the show with me. Wow. Based on a story mm-hmm. that I and said. Steve's just, and he's like, Steve's uh-huh. just looking at his watch. <laughs> he's in the Gelson's. He's just like, thank you so much. I really have to, I have to grab this mac and cheese. Here's the <laughs> other question I have. Do you have any scenes with the legendary Lisa Kudrow? No. Oh my God. And it breaks my heart. So you didn't get to meet I her? I love her so much. I did not even get to meet <gasps> her by the end of, by the time when like they were mostly filming a lot of her stuff, they had two and sometimes three units a day going. Wow. So I would be filming in like the outer desert somewhere and she'd be in like Long Beach and the, the hair and makeup ladies knew that I loved her. So occasionally they'd text me when I'd come to set and they'd be like, you just missed Lisa. I was like, oh, damn. I'm hopeful rude. if we get a season two though. Yes. yes. It was rude of them. They were gloating. Yeah. We Wait. look forward to some hijinks potentially in season two. Absolutely. Were you were you living that. out in the desert? Or no, they 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 got you a damn car and they drove you. <laughs> no, I drove I drove my damn self. Oh. But it was Ooh. um it was good though because we had a bunch of different locations, so nothing ever felt too tedious because we weren't just like, oh my god, I'm going to Long Beach every day. Like some days we were like, ooh, I'm going to Santa Clarita and Chatsworth and other glamorous locales. Santa Clarita is one, actually one of the most glamorous places in the state of California. Chatsworth like, is one of the most amazing places to shoot mm-hmm, if you get to mm-hmm. be an actor. The sidewalks are wide. They are as wide as they are hot in Chatsworth. Mm, that's what we love <laughs> about Chatsworth. Wow. I'm asking you, I'm asking the dumbest questions. I'm like, did you get a car to drive you to the desert? No. No, I feel like I'm being very uneventful because I'm just like telling you that Steve Carell was nice. It's like, it's so true. Well, what, that- tell us how weird Malkovich was. 
Malkovich is so weird. He's perfect. <laughs> He's perfect. I have a video on my phone of him showing me his color-coded binder that he had color-coded with scented highlighters and smelling each one and being like, um, this one is episode four. Good Malkovich. I used grape. Oh! <laughs> Every episode a different I love scent. It. Yeah, literally. So that he could like smell it and know like, okay, this page, this goes here. It's, this is mm, watermelon. Oh. <laughs> My word. That's exactly what you want. He's a treasure. Yeah. He also um, immediately, like, he's just like a kid. So he immediately, like, wants to talk about new hip things. He uh. wanted to talk to me and Jimmy O. Yang about K-pop. He was, like, sending us YouTube videos. It was, it's adorable. Is Did that you know racist? Jimmy o. Yang? Just kidding. Uh, no, first answer that question. <laughs> is was that racist? racist? Yo, yo is, yo, is this racist? It was not at the time because it was germane to something in the script. Okay, got it. So... At that moment in time, it, it was not. It was Jermaine um, at the time. <laughs> I'm I'm out here trying to cancel mm-hmm. John Malkovich. By the way, please please don't do that. Jk <laughs> Jk Jk Jk. Not He's before Tony's big show. Um, I mean, honestly, I think it, uh, there's so many other people. I bet you could cancel half of the cast, <laughs> and the show would still get watched and be survived. This is T. We won't say his name, but I love the story that you told me about that one celebrity that could be canceled in an Ooh, absolute second what? if we Are all you, wanted. I don't know about. Let's this. just say we know a celebrity. It's a doozy. It's a doozy. But I gotta Tony know. told me at one time. We'll, we'll we'll talk about it off pod. Okay. But wow, there's a celebrity out there who is not even close to canceled. Which, if this came out, honey, he'd be run out of the damn hood. Oh. People love him. And again, like, I don't, I legitimately don't want this to come out no only way. because I am, <laughs> I don't want the trolls yelling no, at me right. of course. like I've done of something course, wrong when really all I'd be doing is being like, hey, is this your king? This motherfucker said <laughs> yeah, this yeah, and yeah, this yeah. and this. Yeah, this is your king? <laughs> and people like cannot handle it. So it's actually like, it's, it's, it behooves me to shut up about it. Yeah. And thankfully, like, you know, he didn't do anything great, violent. Great. So I don't we, feel a responsibility. But. I actually truly, yeah, there was not, it was not we anything violent. Y'all. <laughs> no, we, the, there's no reason to cut it out because we're never, none of us are ever going to say what it was. All we're saying is that there are people that you, the reader, stand. But now, but see, now that Tawny's socials and, are going to blow up and they're, they might listen to this damn episode and they're going to fucking harass her for details. No, because that's actually, that's a great point. You think that they will? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Bowen, tell me what happened to your socials. My oh, socials, my nightmare. socials, it, it gradually, it was a gradual, gro- gradual growth. Um, and now I'll get like a, gosh, what's my split? It's like a 70-30 split of like really nice messages to insanity and people like um, yeah. wanting feet pics and stuff, which I'm happy to give them. Oh, Netflix just, is different though. Netflix is different. Netflix mm. is like a whole other level. Like, I know. Do you know? Do you know? Did you watch the show? You. You're talking about James Scully. Yes. James Scully on on you. He's a friend, and he his socials went boom, 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 explode because I think you is like huge. Like you mm. does like huge numbers, and I think Space Force is gonna do huge. Numbers. Mm. I would be shocked if that wasn't like all over the front page. Like you know that Netflix is rolling out as that quote unquote tentpole. A tent pole. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Matt was going to ask about Jimmy O. Yang. Did you? I love Jimmy. Love Jimmy so much. Did you know him beforehand? I did. I knew him through Andrew, actually, through Andrew T., my co host, and through um, Jessica Gao. Oh, yes. Good friend of ours. So I kind of um, I'd met him twice. And then I think he did the pod once, but I don't think we really remembered each other from that. I think I more remembered him as like Andrew and Jessica's friend. Yeah. Um, so it was kind of funny because we had like a little. 
just knowing someone when there's all those Huge. legends around yeah. you, mm-hmm. just knowing someone who's kind of your age, yeah. you're just like, hey, man, like me, him and Ben were instantly kind of like, oh, great. OK, we can kind of like, you know, check in with each other. You latch on. You knew Ben, right? Yeah, I knew Ben a little bit just from comedy bang bang stuff. And but again, not well. Sure. So. But yeah, we just made like a little comedy cabal. And then actually, little baby Diana Silvers. Oh, I've never she had a little cool. sister, but. She's your little sis. It feels like I have a little sister. Oh, yeah, sweet. I she's love her. She's good on the show too. Very good. She's great. She's so. I also selfishly was just so happy she's like tall because <laughs> I just sometimes I get on a set. I were, I did an episode of Superstore and I had like so many tweets and comments of people just being like, "Why are you so tall? How tall are you? Why are you taller Jesus. than everyone?" Well, America Ferrera is only three two. <laughs> Interesting. I didn't clock that when I was there. <laughs> I'll never forget recently, my uh, not recently, this was actually was you know, 15 years ago. We were watching Reese. Sisterhood okay. of the Traveling Pants, and my dad says, it's the scene where America she throws breaks the brick. down. She throws the brick in the house, and like then he the Bradley Bifford, her father, calls her her white father, who left left her and her mom like for, to have like a new white family. Yeah. Like calls her and is like, <laughs> what the hell? And she's like breaks down and is basically like you left us like did all this incredible amazing crime acting crime. amazing acting and my dad goes that actress is very strong <laughs> Ooh. oh and happy birthday to rich by the way your father it's my dad's birthday today um I, today today, today, today is the day. day um and did he do a bunch of molly with friends <laughs> last night like my friend did <laughs> i think he might have just you know drank one or nine coors lights and called it a night and then he microdosed. Yeah. He then he, then he actually <laughs> microdosed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> America Ferreira threw the first brick at Sister of the Traveling Pants. And that's actually rule of culture. Well, she threw 75. the first brick at Bradley Wifford's house. <laughs> yes, that's true. That's that's rule of culture number 75. America, America Ferreira threw the first brick at Bradley Wifford's house. house. Wow. She did. <laughs> it was an important brick. I realized I've never seen it. I've never seen Sister of the Traveling Pants. I think that you would like it. You would enjoy it. You're hanging out with your mom now? You're recording with your mom? Um, my mother did move. Uh, she she built her own trailer. She renovated her own trailer and did move it onto my property. <laughs> oh, yeah. You told this me about this. Huge. Because we couldn't record with you yesterday because you were building a damn trailer I, I on, your said, pro- on your property. I think I said, I believe this is going to be an all-day thing. Is there another time? <laughs> yeah. Was it an all-day thing? And it was. It was. It was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But my mom, she's very, I mean, I'm the same as her. We're very, like, DIY. So I have had this old vintage trailer that I've been renovating for, like, a year, like, taking my time, whatever. And my mom, when all this hit, she was just like, I can't stay in the house anymore. <laughs> She got like a $500 trailer towed to her from Craigslist and just started like painting and ripping everything out. And that was 12 days ago. And then she towed it down to my house and it is pristine. Oh. <laughs> I was going to ask She's how it a robot. Wow. It's insane. Wow. Okay. So, so then, like, how far apart are you distance wise? I'm just, just out of curiosity, like, your trailer's far away from hers. No, are you in a trailer? I'm so confused. I'm not okay. in a trailer. I have a home. Um, I have a, <laughs> not that a trailer can't be a home. I have a, a brick and mortar yes. home and then um because we we moved out of the city so we're like rural Great. so we have like a ton of space so she's like far away she's hundreds of feet away which is really nice um yeah and then you know we can mingle later maybe but it, it was just because she didn't have anywhere to walk in her neighborhood yeah, and stuff yeah. so that yeah, sounds that right. sounds like such a good setup though it's like you're far enough from each other that it doesn't feel like they're like stacked on top of you. This this just yeah, goes for anybody, yeah. like not even parents or anybody, but it's just like 
I don't know, you run the risk of if you if you like invite someone into your pot or if like they live with you, um, then it just like becomes a bit encroaching. I don't know. That that sounds great. Yeah. Well, even when you have guests, you know, like I all my dream, especially when I was living in Chicago, was just like if I could just have a guest room, like a guest room would be mm-hmm. amazing because I love having people over. But then I think I came to learn that Nate, my husband and I are just we've just lived together and only with each other for too long. And so we are weird and our house is like Swiss family Robinson. Uh It's like, Oh, actually you can't pull on that or the shelf will come (laughs) down. So like (laughs) to have guests over, I realized for the guest might be a little stressful. Oh, sure. sure. (laughs) Now we're like, let's curate a space where they can be, they can be elsewhere. So yeah, I want property, bitch. I I I want want it. You just have to move to the middle of absolute nowhere. Um, so listen, what we have to do is take a very quick break, and then when we come back, it's actually time for I Don't Think So, Horny. Hell yeah. Mm. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Hey, everybody. During the break, let's quickly talk about a couple things that are important to most people I know comfort and style. Crocs classic clogs and sandals have both covered. And when we're talking about style, we mean personal style. There's just so many colors and so many gibbets charms. You can dress up your Crocs to match your mood and to match your personality and to fit the occasion. I mean, ultimately, you can stand out from the crowd in a way that only you can because it's your personal style. And now let's talk about comfort. You know, it doesn't get better than the Crocs clogs and sandals when it comes to being comfortable. Style and comfort are usually a trade-off, but here they're a package deal. It's like you have cushions on your feet. Soft, stylish, personalized, colorful cushions. So why wait? Head over to Crocs.com today and experience the comfort and style of Crocs classic clogs and sandals for yourself. Your feet will thank you. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire, part-time, or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With their easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. Visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. When the music of Celine Dion makes sweet Canadian love with the Oscar-winning film Titanic, you get... 
Titanic, a campy, unhinged, chaotic night out. And what more could you ask for? Find out what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night from Celine Dion's totally real and historically accurate perspective. Titanic is NYC's funniest night out. Plus, it's the winner of multiple awards, including the Las Culturistas Kimberly Akimbo Award for Best Indoor Live Performance. Titanic is a parody musical that answers the question of what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night aboard the Titanic. My life was improved by seeing Titanic, so much so that I reached out to my best friend, Bowen Yang, to improve his life. And Bowen, did it succeed? It succeeded so much that I went four more times. So set sail with this kooky, crazy off-Broadway hit this season. Plus, if you get tickets six weeks in advance, you get 30% off. And that's on Titanic math, girlfriend. But seriously, who can wait that long? Go see it tomorrow. What are you waiting for? Get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. And we're back. And Bowen Yang, it's yes. even though there's been so much to celebrate in the culture lately, and I think that you can agree, Tawny, there's been much to celebrate. I mean, there's the inco incoming Space Force yes. starring you mm -hmm. and others. There's Rain on Me by Lady Gaga and Ariana Grande, two singers who decided to team up and share a song together. There's Dedicated Side B by no. Carly Rae Jepsen, a woman who I, no. I don't think so honeyed at one point no. because I thought she was coming out with a disco album, but now I've come back to stand. And she's still not done that, what she said she would do. And there's, of course, <laughs> the release of the Song of the Year, Daisies by Katie. Perry and um, I can't believe it but it's actually gonna be time to actually take some things from the culture down and yeah. this actually is a very topical thing I'm not gonna talk about okay come on so you have something I do I have something okay this is Matt Rogers I don't think so honey his time starts now I don't think so honey I'm running with a mask on how about mm. I try to breathe how about Ooh, that how about that how about it's hard enough to run when you smoke reefer Ooh. How I don't think so, honey. It's very easy. Mm. How about I don't think so, honey. Me actually ran today without a mask. Mm. And then I had to turn around and come back because I got what? A dirty look. Oh. But I couldn't breathe. <laughs> and then actually, I don't mm. think so, honey, that seconds. I did run because it ended up being really more of a brisk walk. Luckily, that burns calories as well. Mm. But I don't think so, honey, me starting to even begin anew in terms of running and exercise, which I am starting to try to do. Thank you. Thank you. But not seconds. with this mask on my face, not with this bandana across my mouth. I cannot breathe. I am choking. I am breathing in the fabric. It is going down my throat. Five seconds. I don't think so, honey. I can't go on like this. When can I show my mouth again to the world? And that's one minute. Okay. Wow. This is huge. And you... That is powerful. That's powerful. Here's what I propose you do. You let you you do the mask. You, is it ear loops? Is that what you what you're working with? Yes, but I also I have a bandana. The thing is, I think the bandana is more stylish, but it falls off easier. So yes, I've been using the mask with the ear loops. I think you do ear loops and you let it you let it um, hang like a hammock on along your chin, your jawline, when you're running because the, the if it's outdoors mm -hmm. and running especially the risk is apparently very low. Yeah, I just people have started to like get angry like when when it comes up that people are maybe running without the masks. 
And let's just say this flat out. I will do what I have to do. And I literally did not run today without a mask. I stepped outside, forgot it. And then I was like, okay, let me go back inside. Just so we're clear, readers. Right. And I'm saying, and again, Lost Cultures, this is not news. It's not a public health um, authority in any way. These are medical rumors. These are medical this is, rumors. This is a podcast for pop culture and medical rumors. And medical rumors. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the, the, the risk of transmission is very low outside for, for, for someone who's... The risk of you, if you're positive... Uh, transmitting the disease to someone else as you're running outside, even with a mask off, is still very low. So you, I think what you should do is at least doing the safety theater of um, having the mask dangle along your chin so that people mm -hmm. can see that you have the mask ready to just pull up at, at a moment's Yeah, notice. right. So that people feel more safe. I get that. I want yes. people to feel good. I just also <laughs> want to be able to breathe. And, and the fact of the matter is, like, in my apartment building, there is a gym, but we're not allowed to use it anymore. Right. And... I just really, I'm trying, now that I'm not working as much, I'm trying to exercise more because Bone and I might be on camera at some point in this summer with our, <gasps> with the tops popped, and I'm not trying to stand next to Joel Kim Booster and look like a damn fool. Oh, I'm going to look like a damn fool no matter what next to him, so I'm just letting myself go, honey. No, just kidding. I'm I'm no, take a Barry's class with me over Zoom. They're very, they're very hard. You can do a Barry's over Zoom? They're doing berries over Zoom. Mm, you can do anything over Absolutely. Zoom. Absolutely. I've been doing an Af African dance fitness class. Mm. It's just these African ladies shaking it. And it's good calorie Come on. I get that. Yeah, I mean, even like just dancing around to anything really will burn the cows. I've been doing like... Um, even just screaming. Just yeah, scream yeah, at your I'll partner. <laughs> That's got to burn a quick hundo. I'll scream at my partner. And um, one of the things I'm doing too is jumping. I'll do a real, real rotation. I'll do jumping jacks, crunches squats and push-ups yeah right that's amazing that's mm -hmm. great that's very that's well amazing balanced. says Bowen. that's amazing it's amazing <laughs> this berries this berries instructor austin k had us do 100 squats and i was like you're a madman i did them the next morning could not walk could not walk yeah but no, i know no, that the it, squats are they'll get you but i know that it helped mm -hmm. i know that it helped yeah mm -hmm. and i there's nothing because he's he did that and he said, I know you don't have nowhere to go tomorrow. He said that. So you're going to do these hundreds, hundred squats, and then you're going to be on house this, arrest. There you go. Okay. The Austin thing K. about squats is, like, <laughs> I never mind if squats hurt me because there's nothing I like more than to know that my butt is getting better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, for me, being in the gay community, and I'm going to hold the mic with both hands, your butt is very mm -hmm. important in the gay community. Mm -hmm. And it's important mm -hmm. to... Um, you know, use that butt of yours to attract yes. the men because yes. that's how they, what mm -hmm. they call peacocking, you know? Yes, yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Similar for the black people, I can mm. say. Black people, we also enjoy a butt. Mm -hmm. um, I've, I have been blessed. I've never lacked for a butt. So now, now that I live on a hill and just to leave my yeah. home, I have to work mm -hmm. the butt. Now I have some favorite pants that do not fit. <gasps> because the butt's become so too big? So this is the only time. The butt has actually become too big, oh which God, normally I'm okay with because then it makes you look like you have a small waist. Right. But it's actually, it's it's reached a threshold that my that my vintage jeans cannot abide. And so right. I do need to reduce But you know, bit. that just means that the jeans never deserved you. Because if they don't deserve you <gasps> at, at your not big butt, they... Definitely, I, I don't even know where I'm going with that. Well, I, I sense what you were going. I think that's <laughs> I one of the reasons it. I miss New York so much is like you're always on the go, walking up damn steps, going on the subway, out the subway. Mm -hmm. Your booty's always getting a workout. Not, not anymore, darling. I'm just sitting on it. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm not. not I'm not walking up and down. I I kind of miss the subway. I might I might ride it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 
Wow. I can right ride now. Subway, I might ride, might ride it. <laughs> might Might fuck around and ride the subway. People who have to ride it every day are like, fuck I know, all I know, of you. I, I think we, we might fun, cut this out. A fun, a fun <laughs> potential title for this podcast episode might be Medical Rumors. <laughs> No, it has to be. Ooh, it has like to be that. the Kunis Kutcher vaccine. The Kunis Kutcher vaccine. I'm waiting for it. He invented Twitter. He can invent a vaccine. Yes. Come on. Honestly. Honestly. So come here's on. actually the come damn on. deal: is it's Tawny's turn to do. I wait, don't think so. We're gonna do Tawny first. Oh wait, no. Oh my god. I hello. We've been talking so you much. Skipped? I forgot about Miss Bowen Yang as a courtesy because we want to ramp up to the guests. No, of course, wanna... of course. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Bowen's time. I, I yes. was really a, just an error. That I made it. I'm a human. I'm. I'm the, no human. one can say that. That I'm not. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. They are all the girls are admitting to knowing that Matt Rogers is a human and he is capable of many errors. All the um, girls. All the girls. So Bowen Yang, what say you? I actually don't have my phone on. Me, oh, okay. I'll, I'll time myself. Okay. But you you can shout out the um. I will. I'm shouting him out. Okay. Here we go. Why, why don't and this you... is Bowen Yang's. I don't think so, honey. His time starts now. I don't think so, honey. Martin McDonough, bitch. <gasps> Fat phobia, sexism, racism, and still no apology. Why, Officer McDonough? I, I think I misquoted the billboards, didn't I? Why no? Why no? And why no apology, Officer didn't McDonough? See this. Mm-hmm. Damn, I fucking I fucking bungled that. I was trying to quote three billboards, well, which is a, going. which is a bad movie. Francis McDormand, <laughs> I, I guess, deserved the Oscar, but thirty seconds, and maybe even Sam Rockwell did. But you know, uh, I just I saw In Bruges last night. I was like, what a trash movie. I remember I remember enjoying the movie so much in my youth, but now I'm just like. It's crazy. It's a crazy movie. And what is this man's obsession with little people? Seconds? He loves mm. to like call little people midgets in his films. And I'm like, that's not a joke. And I hate that people are like, his movies are black comedies. It's like, no, there's Five nary seconds. a damn joke. He just likes to call f- fat people fat and little people midgets. That's not funny, bitch. And that's, that's actually one learn one. a new trade. Okay. That's and that's my, one minute. On the and bone example, so honey. And I think it's actually important to say. Because, you know, let's just say this. A black comedy, you can't just call something that's mean a black comedy. That's like, what I'm saying. It's, it's, that's, that's not, it doesn't work like that, y'all. I, I get that he's, like, trying to, like, write around, like, hyper-masculine characters or something. Like, Colin Farrell's character is supposed to be, like, unlikable. And you're supposed to hate him because he, because of his past and stuff. But it's, like... I don't know, man. Yeah, you it's take just... one look at Martin McDonough, and you're like, "You ain't far away from these motherfuckers." Sure, you and then about. you're also, and then I'm also just like, "That's it." It's a crazily paced movie. Ray Fiennes doesn't come in until the last twenty minutes. It's like, I this none of it, like it's none wild. of it, like works on like any real like entertainment level either. I'm just like, I don't know why people are fucking fingering themselves cross-eyed to this man. Wow, Ugh. to think of that image. <laughs> Fingering themselves, themselves cross-eyed. cross-eyed. People fucking love I Martin McDonough. I don't understand McDonough. how the same man, I know who, how the same man who wrote like Pillow Man and like you know these these heralded yes. plays that were like you know maybe now if we saw them we might be like okay but like at the time they were I don't know they were pretty mind opening for me being a young theater kid watching them and yeah and now to, yeah I didn't I didn't get it either it wasn't my taste. I will say that I haven't I'm not as familiar with his theatrical work. And I, but he still had that same reputation in the '90s as like the bad boy theater dude, right? And imagine, like, I, imagine being the bad boy of theater. 
yeah, I, I, I think that's John Malkovich. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> I think he's the only actual legitimate bad boy of theater. Yeah, no, I guess thinking back, I'm sure Pillow Man. If I were to watch it now, it's like it's extremely inappropriate because it's like hypersexualized and there's a kid involved. But it's at the time it felt like mm. art. I don't know if that's my naivete sure. or like where people were, how people were talking about irreverent comedies back then versus now. Whenever I see the word irreverent, I'm all already like. Is this actually a reverend yes. or is that just like a code for you guys to be like, they're going to say nigger a right. lot. Yeah. <laughs> the first time I ever heard the word irreverent was when Jimmy Fallon was presenting Avenue Q at the Tony Awards. You know, <sighs> and that is time. I'll give it to Avenue Q. I'll give it irreverent. to Avenue Q. You Would know, you call me irreverent? Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Very irreverent. I would call the both of you highly reverent at the same time though you are reverent people the reverent was what i won my oscar for the i reverent. didn't hide in a bear i hid in a a, a, a seal mm. it's more Ooh, reverent mm. um we are reverent because we we love to enthusiastically talk about things that's true mm-hmm. now here's one thing i revere Whatever this, I don't think so, honey, is gonna whatever Tawny Newsom. Let me give tell us. you, whenever she comes up with an I don't think so, honey, you know she's gonna roll absolutely through. We will genuflect. Well, and there's another word for you, <laughs> a verbose queen. And you know, lugubrious. <laughs> but, well, I do appreciate it. And by come up with one, you know, I don't never prepare no. nothing. Well, so you know, I am going <gasps> to ask for a troll. Oh my okay. god! I'm going troll to ask bowl. you to troll and troll. Bowl. Bowl. Wait, okay. Matt, are you gonna pull it up? B- baby, remember before when I said I did not have no phone? Are you going to put, wait, where did we keep, hold on. Okay, troll bowl. Here's what I'm going to do. Literally, I'm doing the troll bowl right now. I am. I think I okay. have it as an Evernote somewhere. Let me see. Okay, I have one. <laughs> okay. <gasps> okay. Tawny Newsom, your I don't think so, honey, topic is the singer The Weeknd. <laughs> And your time starts now. I don't think so, honey. The weekend. <laughs> what are you doing? Taking vowels out of the end of your name like you're a a, a, a dot com era a tech company in Daly City. The weekend. What are you? An app for having a bad time with friends you should have ditched a long Woo-hoo! time ago. I don't think so. The Call weekend. Thing. I don't think so with the fact that I used to get you confused with the XX. That may be on me, but somehow it feels like your fault. They don't have enough letters either, the XX. Still really good music, though. I don't think so, honey, The weekend because um, you confused people in my life about whether or not you were black music or white music. (laughs) People didn't know if they were allowed to like you. White people didn't know. And I'm here to tell them that they can because you're a great musician. But I still don't approve of your uh, limited vowels. Because I don't think spelling things wrong is cute. It breeds illiteracy. And that's okay. one minute. A scalding <laughs> takedown. She tied it back to literacy. Weekend. She tied she it back it to literacy. And she started with the building block. She said that artist does not have enough letters, characters uh-huh. in his name. Because if you uh-huh. really were to spell it right, I think we can all do this together. It would be T H E space W E K-E-N-D. Emphasis on that last E. Totally. The weekend. 
It's like he said four E's is too much for a band, and he got rid of the last one. I gotta say, my thing with The Weeknd is I didn't like that Fifty Shades of Grey song. Oh, I don't, I don't even remember it, it or whatever. It's oh, just, like, sure. It was everywhere. I also like, I feel like he's one of those people that's like so famous and because I don't listen to the radio too much, I'm on Spotify often listening to mm-hmm. my own things. Um, like mm-hmm. I'm not really, he's like one of the things that the kids like that I, I, I don't, I don't know no. about. But when he, when he first came up, it was 2011 and he was just releasing shit on like SoundCloud and it was like, mm-hmm. it was like a very cool thing yeah. to like know who The weekend was and then he like, went fully mainstream which he is like free to do but like you know there's just there's just a shift that happens there um and and now he's and now he is who he is and he is like performing with a bloody nose and it's kind of cool i think it's pretty cool he performed with a bloody nose i missed that he's like canadian queen canadian queen canadian queen i'm glad you guys gave me that one i feel like the last time or maybe it was a live show or something I feel like I had to go negative on like some beloved. I don't know. I can't remember, but I remember just being like, "Wasn't it like Selma Blair I think it or was, something?" Like, it was like, <laughs> whenever we do a live, I don't think so, honey's. We're truly cruel to the people that choose the trouble, and yeah. it's like Princess Diana. I still love it. No, it's definitely. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I love that you always go for the trouble. Have you ever not? Never. Uh, like you, I, never. Yeah, Huge. you always go for the trouble. I love that. I love that. I love. I love surprising. Um, you guys, I love surprising my own mouth. Um, <laughs> I mean, because it does feel like <laughs> it feels like you know I could write something and hope it's funny, or I could uh, make something up and if it's not funny, you're grading me on exactly. a curve. I gotta say, I came up with mine about five minutes before I did it as well, and that's actually. But you're a seasoned pro. Yeah, I, I we we always say that Bowen and I are like if you actually lined up everyone no. who's really good at I don't think so, honey. We're like actually C plus I don't think so. Yeah, honey, we're not we're honest. not good at it. Untrue. Who do you who do you call your top five? Oh God, Joel is very Joel good Kim Booster is very good. Um, yeah. Who else? Uh, I, I mean, Annie Donnelly always brings the energy. Annie Donnelly always. Michael Hartney. He's um, great. Is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? We've had some really good ones. We're mi- we're we're missing some people, of course. Uh, sure. But th- there's I mean, been some amazing trouble that that time that you did the show in L.A. There were some really good troubles that time. I remember. I feel like Atsuko Okatsuka had a really good one. I don't think she did a troll bowl, though. But yeah, I just remember being blown away by a lot of people I hadn't seen perform in that sure. way before. Even if I'd seen them do stand up, I remember being like, holy yeah. shit. But well, we're just we're saying that we're bad at it. So yeah, I mean, and also, like, I actually was thinking today how much, how bummed I am that we haven't been able to do an I Don't Think So Honey live. Like I know, me I feel too. Like it's starting to feel like it was an era, and I really don't want that to be the case. No, we're going to bring it back as soon as it's It'll cool to do so. Um, I did a live show mm-hmm. with Tony Newsom. I know. For you, is racist? Yeah. That we still haven't released because our release schedule is so fucking complicated. That so episode I'm still sorry, hasn't but... come out? I, I guess I was wondering, yeah. No. Isn't that oh insane? It's been, it was like ten months ago. Was but you were so much fun. You were Matt came and joined me in Boston, and we had a really lovely, sweet, heady crowd. Yeah, that was a, it. Was like a they were there to like engage. A lot of Tufts kids. They really were a lot of Tufts kids. Sometimes I get, sometimes I get audiences for those yo sh- live shows that I'm like, oh, you're all smarter than me, and you're here to listen to me, and that is deeply <laughs> embarrassing. No, you're. <laughs> You should form a group where you listen to people, each other. Well, it's people, like, go people listen to you because uh, it's just compelling. What were you, you going to say, Matt? 
I was just going to say, it's that moment where you're like, wait, hold on. Like, it's, sometimes I find myself doing like talkbacks for things or like I get asked to do whatever. And like, it's like, can you speak to like uh, the existence of queer, um, uh, queer comedy? And, <laughs> and I'm always like, oh, you guys, I'm the dumbest person in the world. That's like why you even know me, actually, if you walk it all the way back. So it's funny that you want to hear like what I think. <laughs> If you walk it all the way back, that's why we. That's why that's we. Why you even know me? <laughs> know me. Yeah. Uh, I feel like it's not germane to speaking of germane. Um, it's not like natural for improvisers, especially because it's like, oh, you know me and you like me because I couldn't be bothered to write a thing down. Mm-hmm. Like that's <laughs> that's what my whole career is: is me being like too lazy to make anything permanent. That's not giving yourself enough credit. No, either. that's actually no. not giving yourself enough credit. Because you are per- you are wow. permanent, and you your wow. socials are about to blow up because you are, are on the new up. show Space oh, no. Force, and that's what matters. And uh, ultimately, you're you, you have a huge part in Space Force, and I think it's going to get even bigger from this point. <laughs> and you know more than I do, but what I think is that you've come to this podcast to lie. And I think that you've told many um, untruths, mm. and I think that that you actually become the love interest <gasps> of Steve Carell, yes. who famously has gotten hotter as he's gotten older. Wow, I know, that's true. I think you've come here yeah, to lie. He, he he looks great. You've come here to lie. Um, I'm so sorry. I guess I guess I am the CIA plot that has infiltrated our pop culture, mm. and that was to come on here and speak erroneously about pop culture. So for that, I am sorry, but you've also caught me. So congrats. gonna have to think about that one. Um, That's yeah. season two of Wind of yeah. Change. Gonna <laughs> That's have actually to, what gonna, that is. Gonna have to think about that one. <laughs> gonna have to think about that one. Gonna have to consider <laughs> that one. Please gonna do. have to ruminate on that one. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, uh, we're we're losing our minds here. So. Everyone, please, please, please. What day is it out? May 29th? Friday. Friday the 29th. Friday the 29th. In just two days, people, from when this episode is released, you'll be able to see (gasps) all the episodes of Space Force. And there are 10? There There are are 10, 10 yes. You made a face like you couldn't even tell me how many there were. (laughs) You were like, well, let's just say there's, there's 60 fun. Ooh, that would be very cool. No, it would. It it took us long enough to make those ten. Mm, yes, they did a very nice job, but it did take a very long. Well, time. Well, I'm excited so for you. There are ten. Very excited. I hope we get more. Thank you. I'm excited too. Thank you guys so much for having me on. I also feel like a crazy person. Maybe it's the time of night. I don't know. Do we all just feel? I think that I think that we right are all just podcast vets. Yeah, and I think that what happens when three podcast yeah. vets get together, it's like no one's like you know, like. We're all excited to be here, but we're not like, ooh, I'm on a podcast today. It's kind of fun. You know, what will I say? (laughs) What will they ask? What will will we talk about? It's almost too comfortable. Oh, no one's like this about the podcast. Oh, my God. I'm so excited that Matt and Bowen asked me to be on Las Culturistas. We get so many of those. We get so many of those. Oh, my God. Yeah. I know. I do feel like because I, I do feel like this could just be a Zooming yeah. that unfortunately someone is recording. <laughs> so every now and then I do have to be like, oh, yes, a world. Also, the show, you know, but in general, this does feel like we are On just we were so out. dropped so in that I'm we've sorry. had more things that we said we have to cut that out than than we have <laughs> in many months. So that actually, um, 
What we're going to do is we're going to wrap this one up in just a second with a song, but we're also going to, I think we Great. all are looking forward to not only Space Force, but also the Kutcher Kunis vex, the Kunis yes, Kutcher vaccine. Kunis Kutcher. Because it's, it's alphabetical because K-U-N-K-U-T, so it's K-U-N. And also she was the lead physicist on the project. Physicist. She, was, she thought of it. Yes. She was like, babe, you know what we should do a vaccine? And he was like, oh, shit, babe. And then mm. they basically were like, let's put, let's board the kids. They, they, for some reason, they don't call it a babysitter. They call yeah. it boarding. Board. The kids. Oh no! And they boarded their kids, and mm. uh, they worked for hours on a vaccine, and finally, till they finally cooked one up in the kitchen. That's fun. It's fun that they did that. The Kunis like, Kutcher um, Kitchen. Yeah. It's fun that this is like their first big like joint moment together <laughs> since the time that they were on The Bachelorette together. Like no one's really seen them out since. But well, now they really the- had, they've had three collabs. That '70s show. The Bachelor and the Kunis Kutcher vaccine. I can't wait. That's it's a good third one to sort of round out the trilogy. Well, first it was the wine. Yes, right, right, yes. right, yeah. right, right. It was right. the wine, and then, but the wine was really just the pre-launch to the right. vaccine. We look forward to it all, but mostly Space Force, which is out on May 29th. Tony, thank you so much for being here. We love you. I love you guys. Thank you for having you me. You are loved. And actually, we do end every episode with a song. Is that she love or was walk a walk away? away? No, wait, hold on. We can't do either one of those. We have to do. Board. Oh, God. I say I'm going nowhere. I try to Took them sticks and stones. Told them I can build a house. They told me that I'm crazy. I never let them change me. So they cover me in daisies. 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 They say I'm going nowhere. I try to knock me out. Took them sticks and stones. Told them I can make a house. Told them I'm crazy. And I never let them change me. So they cover me in daisies. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new Bubbly Burst. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.